Hey, what's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business, the car should be business channel. My name is Jay. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in transportation news. And if you're busy, and I know you are, in a minute, if you're watching on demand, I'm going to give the welcome show lineup and you'll be able to use the clickable video timecode links in the description below. Those will be ready in a couple days. In the meantime, please do tell your friends. Remember to like, share, comment. Thanks for watching ATI. We sure do appreciate it. What challenges do consigners face when working with auto auctions? And what solutions can your business offer them to help? What feedback do consigners have for physical and digital auctions? And how well are their needs being addressed? Tonight, Ty and I are handing the microphones over to Kelly Bianchi at Auction V Commerce and Jamie Carpenter of AutoCheck Auctions so they can better explain what this is all about. And they're inviting their own consigners panel featuring Sheila Tedesco, Scott Musau, Scott France, and Jerry Barker, plus special guest Joe Miller with Auto IMS. So please join the live chat, ask your questions, share your thoughts, grow your business, break out of your vertical. Because it's Tuesday nights live on ATI Auto Business. I'm Jay, your host. Welcome back. Hey everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time. We have another extraordinary uh, show and lineup and panel. So let me just say this. Please do feel welcome. If, if it's your first time here, please do feel welcome. This is ATI Auto Business and this is the neutral zone. We welcome everybody, carriers, dealers, auctions, tech, logistics, brokers, dispatchers, everybody please feel free to say hello in the live chat. Let us know what you're looking for. Let us know who you're giving a shout out to. Why? What feedback do you have? What what question is burning inside of you? We're going to go into industry news at the quarter hour. We always do this. Uh, first, we've got some shout outs and thank yous. And then we've got some uh, news, trivia questions. It's a pretty good time. Then we're going to bring in Ty Thompson, as we always do. And Ty is going to help me introduce what in the heck we're 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 doing around here. It wasn't long ago we were said, what's a consigner? Well, we've moved beyond what's a consigner. And now we've got full-on auto auction consigner services feedback panel. Kelly Bianchi and Jamie Carpenter are going to explain much more about it, better than I even ever could hope to do so. And they're going to bring in the consigners panel with... Sheila Tedesco, Scott Musau, Scott France, Jerry Barker, and we even have special guest Joe Miller of Auto IMS. If you're looking to learn something, uh, this show, I promise you, you're going to learn things you didn't know uh, on both sides of the aisle. 
from every angle of how you view the ecosystem, you are going to learn something tonight. So please pile into the live chat. Oh, do me a favor. Please click share, click copy, grab that YouTube link, or just leave a like. There's got to be one laying around here somewhere that you can just slap on the screen. Thank you so much. We sure do appreciate it. And if you're lost in car shipping, whether you're a carrier, you want to learn about brokering, we co we covered that on last Friday, you're looking at equipment. I don't know what you're doing. And I don't even know why you're doing it. But if you're if you're just if you just need a second opinion, 417-483-2764. And Ty, he's in the live chat. He's happy to give it. He wants to hear from you. So do me a favor, stick around, because right after this, we're going to go into the live chat. Everybody wants to be part of a bigger story. Auto transport is a vital part of that story. Vehicle reconditioning starts when your transport arrives at the dealership. The story starts with you. For our auto retail customers, as yours, full satisfaction. Why is auto shipping such a challenge? If shipping cars is part of your job, you've wasted time assigning and tracking shipments, waited around while deadlines are missed, and struggled getting anyone to answer your questions. And if you're a carrier moving cars, you've wasted time with bad contact info and shipments that aren't available, waited around for help locating vehicles and receiving payments, and struggled getting anyone to answer your questions. At PAL, we integrate systems for seamless API automations, provide daily email updates, custom portals and reporting, provide ACH quick pays, and we never hide from any questions. Join the auto logistics revolution because it's time to do things better. Pre-owned auto logistics, vehicle transportation made safe, reliable, and easy. Pre-owned auto logistics provides car shippers with experienced professional drivers a fully insured modern fleet and friendly, knowledgeable customer service. Visit preownedautologistics.com. Links in the live chat, phone number, email. All right, let's do this. Let's go into the live chat. Let's say hello. What is going on this evening? Oh, Kimberly. Kimberly got in here first. Welcome to Tuesday Night's Live. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. We sure do appreciate it. Um, it's Tuesday night. You could be anywhere, and you're here, and we really do appreciate that. That's very nice. Ty is here. He loves consigners. See, and that's what everybody should. If you... I don't think everybody knows this, Ty. If you work in logistics, you should love consigners. We're going to explain why. So... That's why Ty loves consigners. Chris Chamberlain is here. What's up, Chris? Making martinis. In the live chat. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate that. Everything goes back into the channel. So, are you serious? We've already got... <laughs> Dude, we just fired up the stream. and But, you know, I mean, right. You've got to... When something's not working, then you've got to... you got to update the... Um, yeah, I know. Bear with me here. Got to clean up the community, right? Unbelievable. All right, here we go. All right, cool. I think we're okay now. <laughs> we're back on track. Mark Grodicky is in here. Show 271 in a row. Thanks, Mark. That's right. 
Uh, it is 271 in a row, and um, 271 Tuesday nights live in a row. Can you believe it? And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm getting ready for the show. I can't believe it either. Like, really? I mean, 271 in a row? Why would anybody do that? Well, we're doing it, and you're here with me, and I appreciate it. So thank you so much. The car business is fascinating. The automotive business is, is very fascinating. Um, I can't think of another industry where I could do 271 in a row. Like healthcare, what would that look like? Tonight, we have a stethoscope. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's really good. Uh, somebody should write that down. Let's see. No slow and slower. Right in a drain. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, talking about... Uh, yeah, actually, it, well, that's it. there are, well, there's mixed reports. I mean, I think we'll keep we'll 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 just keep going. JT, what's up? Hello, JT. Thanks for tuning in, saying hello. Um, and by the way, we played the game on Dispatching Live. Feel free to do this. Where are you? Where are you coming from? Are you a dealer? Are you a carrier? Are you a shipper? Are you a consigner? You know, let us know. And we'll, you know, then we'll have a running, we'll have a running tally, and then the, uh, maybe there's prizes at the end. Joe Miller's here. Consigners drive me crazy in all the right ways. There you go, Joe. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. We value your time. That's awesome. Thank you so much for showing up, especially in the live chat. And I say this to everybody, free advertising in the live chat on Tuesdays. You know, why not? Uh, Carlos Braxton is here. Part of the core. Carlos has been with us since the early days. Man, that's awesome. When we were, like, shooting this on VHS and stuff. Uh, Kelly Bianchi, Auction V Commerce, in the live chat. She's going to be up on center stage soon. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, kind of it for the live chat. And keep... Keep jumping into the live chat. Um, we'll go into industry news in a minute. You know, I just want to say this, that, uh, you know, the, these shows, the way they come together, it, they're all a little bit different. Uh, Kelly, when we started, we had you on a show, Auction V, or Auction, Auto Auction Experience, was it about two months ago, and then did a follow-up, got ATI inside of the app from the a AVC dealer app. And then, you know, hey, do you want to do another show? Yeah, let's do a show with consigners. Let's talk about it more after Used Car Week. And then we did that, and then suddenly the show's put together. And um, and Jamie Carpenter, shout out to Jamie Carpenter, right? I see Jamie's in the live chat. What's up, what's up? Um, what's neat is uh, is Jamie, I think, I think it was at Used Car Week, probably in a hallway. It's the trade show hallways. That's where the magic happens and um or on the expo floor and i said hey jamie i you know i want to introduce myself this is right this is real stuff i want to introduce myself i don't think you know who i am uh, but i think i know who you are i've seen you on linkedin i just i want to say hello and i want to connect and i don't i don't even know I, you know i don't have anything important to say um so you know you're free to go at any time but i would love to connect and find out how you know how can I help you? I have a YouTube channel. This is what I do. 
You know, I want to put content together that helps you and helps the ecosystem. And now we're having a conversation. And now she's in the live chat. And she's going to be on the show. That's how it works. It's really cool. I love it. Daryl Hall, Hall Auto Transport LLC is in the live chat. What's up, Daryl? Thanks for saying hello. Thanks for putting your company name. Love that. Michelle Pirog is here. Saw Michelle uh, at the... Um, okay. John Robertson hosted Shipping and Storing EVs, a panel, on Monday afternoon. And Michelle Pirog was on the panel with Dan Kennedy and Ty Thompson. And John hosted. And, uh, and I think Jamie was in the room, huh? How about that? How much used car week can we get, like, weeks after used car week? It's December, and we're still, we're still feeling, uh, you know, the energy from used car week. So shout out, shout out to Bill Zadice, everybody, and Joe Overby, um, and, uh, man, what a, man, what a... <laughs> What an amazing time. Angela Williams is here. Hey, what's up, Angela? Thanks for tuning in saying hello. We do have a consigners panel tonight. If you're a consigner um, and you want to uh, connect with more with our ecosystem or participate in tonight's show or whatever it is, please do let us know how we can help you. So please stick around. Let's keep the live chat open. And, uh, and thank you so much for tuning in tonight to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. I'm your host, and I'll be right back after this with industry news. Stick around. Transport Auto Quoter is by far the leading auto quoting software on the market and the only auto quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our PriceWatch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Searching for that midnight auto shipping quote and new lead software you can trust. Provide instant, accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quoter and move cars fast with Pro ABD CRM. Visit superflowsystems.com. Links in the live chat, email, phone number. Here we go. This is it. It is show 271 in a row. And it's time for some industry news. Courting the consigner. Here we go with Kelly and Jamie. Um, you know, I just want to mention last week we had 2023 industry outlook. Me and Ty spent a long time catching up. We had a Jay and Ty meeting live. And before that, we had Used Car Week Evolution 2022. That was an amazing show uh, featuring Joe Overby and an amazing panel of takeaways of the show. We can't stop talking about Used Car Week. Why would we do that? 
What an event. And before that, and this was talked about at Used Car Week, the titans of car shipping on ATI Auto Business were so proud to have proven we are the ecosystem's neutral zone. So if you will see all businesses talked about here uh, and feel free to participate and be in panels that would never otherwise exist. We also had uh, about, what was it, a month or two ago, Ladies Dealer Auction Tech. Uh, Kelly Bianchi was on that show. She made her debut here on ATI on Auto Auction Experience. And tonight we're handing it over. Yep, that's right. This is Kelly and Jamie on ATI Tuesday Nights Lives. And they're gearing up. I can see uh, they're ready to go. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, so Kelly and Jamie, hang on. A little bit longer. By the way, I just want to mention Kelly's website, Auction V Commerce. Go to auctionvcommerce.com. Feel free to put that in the live chat. Um, ABC Dealer app can also be downloaded. And you will find ATI Auto Business in the app. If you click on watch, you can watch ATI inside of Kelly's app. Go ahead and download it on the App Store or Google Play Store. Again, that's Auction V Commerce ABC Dealers app. Jamie is with Auto Check Auctions, and Jamie is also here tonight. We're really excited. This is Jamie's first time on ATI, and uh, now part of the ecosystem. She'll never be the same <laughs> because we connect the back of the store to the front of the store, and we keep explaining why. I love it so much. Um, so if you are stuck on one side of the store, walk around to the other side. I'm telling you, if you're, if you're always in the front of the store, walk around back, step over the tires, watch out for the oil, but you know, see if you can strike up a conversation. If you don't know what to say, watch ATI auto business will help you. We look at the entire ecosystem. That's how we got this far. And we're going to just keep on going tonight's show auctions services shippers consigners as they connect to carriers and loads and there's brokering in there too and dealers there's a lot happening um and so let's go into just some stories recently as we dip a toe into the news cam hitchcock retiring from america's auto auction and chuck tapp to become ceo i'm sure everybody at used car week saw this is this is pretty big news at america's group um, oh, I wanted to mention this drop today. Dealers Talk Podcast had me on the show. On Dealer Talk Podcast. That was great. Thank you so much, Herb Anderson and Charity Ann, for having me on there. You can find that on YouTube or uh, any streaming platform near you. Um, let's see. Oh, this from oh a tweet from President Biden. We're building 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations across the country. The Great American Road Trip will be fully electrified. And Elon Musk says, or you can just buy a Tesla. So. <laughs> See, we have automotive jokes. You can send in your comments to autotransportintel at gmail.com. I just want to say thank you, Pamela Patton, for showing up in the live chat. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you'll never be the same. Oh, it's funny. Okay, so uh, anyways, this is how you get your car shipping business news. What you want to do is you want to throw it up on the big screen because every Tuesday, that's where I step right up, I got five new questions. 
You want to play Are You a Car Shipping Guru? You want to play Ask Larry? It's powered by ATI and Superflow. Five new questions. All right, here we go. Question one. You ready? All right, here we go. What is Simulcast? An annual auto reconditioning speed competition? When online car dealers sell the same car at the same time? Online and in-lane bidding at the same time, competing to win an auto auction bid or a new show on Netflix about synchronized fly fishing. Please, jump in the live chat. Not all at once. Don't simul chat. Okay. And wrong button there. Okay. Uh, does simulcast mean... Uh, oh, let's see. C. Interesting. Okay, so you don't mean an auto recon speed competition, Ty? Do you mean... Wait, there, actually, when online car dealers sell the same car at the same time, isn't there something for that? Simul sale? Online and in-line... <laughs> online and in-lane bidding at the same time competing to win an auto auction bid. Is that simulcast? Or is it a new show on Netflix about synchronized fly fishing? Joe Miller's got it. It's fly fishing. <laughs> Online and in lane. See, but that, I mean, that probably drove it home from so somebody now knows, uh, wrong button again, somebody now knows what simulcast means. So we got one. Just one. All right, here we go. Question two. Oh, there it is. Uh, hey, what is the most appropriate carrier pay amount to ship a 2016 Honda Civic from Palatine, Illinois to Duarte, California? Is it 425, 605, 890, or 1295? What is the most appropriate carrier pay amount? 2016 Honda Civic. Okay, where's Palatine? Is that like, is that near Naboo, Illinois, or Duarte, California? To Duarte. It's not either or. You don't get to pick. <laughs> We're not online. This isn't simul sale. Um, you know, the rates seemed like they were up. Yeah. Carlos, $12.95 could be. I'm a pessimist. I'm going to go with $8.90. Carlos has got $12.95. Anybody else? Do I hear 425? Do I hear 450? Do I can I get a 605, 675? Anybody with fly fishing? No. I mean, do you know what cars go for? How about a consigner? What's a what's the consigner think it costs to send a Honda Civic from uh, Emperor Palpatine over to Duarte? Do you know? That's why we do this game, actually. Um, because if you're a carrier, you have an edge. But if you are, you know, if you're a consigner, you might think it's 425. See? Daryl Hall, he's a carrier. He knows it's $30,000. Uh, what he meant was 300 grand. You know, it ain't cheap. That's why we do this. 1995, see? And then you'll get somebody that'll do it for like 50 bucks less, which means they owe the broker carry the one. Uh, yeah, that's right. The broker fee is you're going to owe me 30 bucks. All right. 
Alright, let's see what it is. Alright, Carlos, I hope you're right. I'm gonna give this a drum roll. See? Pessimism wins the day. See? Which, I'm, you know, if you're a carrier, what are your expenses after pickup, delivery, insurance, dental, vision? Oh, you don't get that? Yeah, you don't get any benefits. Uh, how about the parking space and the shower and the, uh, and the cold burrito? And the nights of rain and crying. Okay, okay, take it easy. Question three. Which of the following is not considered a commercial institutional consigner at auction? Is it a fleet management company, an auto lender, franchise dealer group, or rental car company? The last one was for carriers. This one's for consigners. Which of the following is not considered a commercial institutional consigner at auction. Fleet management company, auto lender, franchise dealer group, or rental car company. Right, and the car puller. Yeah, oh brother. And then what? Then you're five miles from the Joe knows. Joe knows. Oh, look at that. Thank you so much, Mark Grodeke. Making, making martinis in the super chat. Thank you so much, Mark. Really do appreciate that. Oh, I can tell who's a consigner. Scott Musau's here. He's going to be on the consigner's panel. Oh, and Michelle's got it too. Franchise dealer group. Well done. That's awesome. That is the answer. Franchise dealer group. Now, I will tell you, I'm going to need more information. So let's let's bookmark that. I want to hear why that is. It rhymes with Schmeler. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well done. All right, here we go. Question four. Ready? What is the most appropriate carrier pay amount to ship a 2021 Ford Bronco from Bluffton, Georgia to Lakeville, Minnesota? Is it 537, 25, 970, or 1100? All right, so we got a run and drive Bronco, which I like those because, uh, right, those are shorter. Well, I'm thinking of Jeeps, but uh, I think they're a bit shorter. Give you a little bit of extra room so you can pick up that uh, long bed uh, King Ranch with a bull nose and a fire pit from Bluffton, Georgia to Lakeville, Minnesota. Um, I want to say 1100 but my pessimism, I just can't, I can't give up the pessimism. Uh, oh, Eric's here. Eric Elizondo, thanks for tuning in and saying hello. That's awesome. Yeah, Scott's chiming in. Well, great. Good. He's awake? <laughs> Candy's here. What's up, Candy? So cool. 1100. Angela's got 1100. Sometimes it's those really low numbers and you just want to... 
Uh, speaking of boo, if you've got an extra like, you know, help us out. You got. I know there's one laying around here. I know there is. And if you're just tuning in, thank you so much. I keep hitting the wrong button, which is wonderful. All right, let's see this answer, Jay. Is it 1100? Going once. Going twice. Oh, thank goodness. Oh man. Really needed to be. And even after you do all the calculations, I mean, how much money did you really profit? Is it gross? Is it net? What did you get? Question five. This technology provider facilitates the vehicle workflow between consigner and auction. Is it auction edge, auto IMS, Velocicast, or liquid motors? Boy, we, we really see the... Uh, the change between questions here. It is like skiing. Um, party of one. Is it auction edge? This technology provider facilitates the vehicle workflow between consigner and auction. Auction edge, auto IMS, Velocicast, or liquid motors. I know the consigner's got this one locked up. But let's see, can can a carrier or dispatcher get this? See, Joe doesn't know. Oh, Candy's got a guess. Candy says Velocicast. Right, who's this Joe guy? <laughs> Alright, this technology provider facilitates the vehicle workflow between consigner and auction... It is Auto IMS. Auto IMS facilitates the vehicle workflow between consigner and auction and more. Auto, Auto IMS does a lot, which is why Auto IMS is in our uh Oh, Scott. Great. We've got we have a debate. Um Auto IMS is our special solutions guest tonight after the consigners panel we're halfway through the news i hope you're having fun we have uh well we got hard news coming up next so do me a favor stick around oh wait i didn't even finish wow you're really jumping to it oh there it is <laughs> like i really needed that screen oh too many shows too little time do me a favor we'll stick around we'll be right back after this thank you ship your car now presents integrated automotive transportation solutions when your car buying customers are on your dealership website shopping for vehicles, they can easily find an instant shipping quote. By entering simple information, first name, last name, email, and phone number, delivery zip, delivery state, and clicking the button, get your shipping quote. Choose from express shipping, enclosed transport, and proceed to checkout. Review the order summary. Enter the delivery street address and city and click next. Simply enter your credit card information just like any other online shopping cart. And when you are ready, click review your shipping order. Check your shipping order one more time and choose proceed to checkout. Your delivery is all set. If you want to ship your car now, go to ship your car now. Ship Your Car Now provides a full suite of vehicle shipping services 
for all types of businesses. That's why Ship Your Car Now offers trusted carriers good-paying loads that pay fast. Visit shipyourcarnow.com. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Those links are in the live chat. It is now time for Industry News Part 2. Here we go, big news. You may have heard this. Carvana's third-party marketplace program is in question. The exact status of the program in which Carvana listed used cars and trucks from dealer partners and other third-party sources for sale on its website alongside Carvana-owned and certified vehicles, not clear. It's going to be a no-go, not sure. Carvana's pulling back on its third-party marketplace program. The exact status of the program in which uh, Carvana would list those vehicles. It's not clear. The fate has been in question after a screenshot of an apparent program termination notice to the company's dealer partners circulated on social media. Yeah, that'll probably do it. That screenshot said the company wouldn't accept new vehicle listings from dealers after November 30th. Carvana had declined to answer queries about the program status at that time. Awkward. CEO Ernie Garcia confirmed the pullback last month in response to a question during a video teleconference session at Used Car Week, uh, where he acknowledged that Carvana had moved its focus away from the program, alluding to rising cost of capital and tougher economic environment in 2022. When that happens, you have to put some things off that you believe in, but for now, and I think that's basically the choice that we made there. So, uh, yeah, if you hadn't heard that, I actually didn't know that until I read that. I missed the uh, I missed Ernie at Used Car Week. Did you guys catch that panel? I didn't see it. Dang it. I would have known sooner. Rail strike looms again. Well, not so fast. Uh, Biden signs controversial railway contract bill. Rail workers win higher wages, but not sick leave. This could interest you. Oh, if you could see it, it might. Um, President Joe Biden signed a landmark bill designed to avoid a rail worker strike delivering a 24% raise in other cash benefits to railway workers, but leaving out the paid sick leave. Okay, let's dive further into that. Because uh, the bill passed the Senate 80 to 15. Okay, that's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty straightforward. Railway worker unions had been arguing for they wanted 15 sick days each year. Instead of one personal day, Democrats split the difference and got seven paid sick days. But some union reps said they're not happy and that the president turned his back on us. See, so you can't win. <laughs> Railway companies and unions donated millions of dollars to sitting members of Congress over the past 10 years. By the way, potential impact on the auto industry. Uh, up to 30% of U.S. freight is shipped by rail, and a strike could cost the American economy up to $2 billion a day. Yeah, you might want to give them some sick days. The loss of rail service would have prevented auto suppliers from delivering necessary components, idling assembly lines throughout the industry. A strike would also prevent automakers from distributing finished vehicle logistics from factories or port facilities to dealers. More than half of all new vehicles are transported by rail for at least part of their journey from manufacturers to consumers. Yeah, seems like a pretty good decision. Hey, the Senate is proposing $755 million for truck parking. And more than proposing, it seems like finally, maybe this time something will happen. Senate lawmakers 
realize. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got American Trucking Association and OIDA, Owner Operator Independent Driver Association, both pounding on the door. Please give us parking. Here's a quote from Todd Spencer, president of, of OIDA. There's only one parking spot for every 11 trucks on the road. That, that'll wake you up in the night. Do you know how many trucks hit other trucks trying to park on on-ramps and whatnot? It's ridiculous. Uh, if you didn't see this, this is interesting. No, not that one. From a distant corner, a harbinger of good times for the auto industry. Good times. It's a little waffly there, but tool makers for automakers are seeing a wave of new business headed their way, a sign that things are about to get busier. Tool makers. Really, tool makers. Economists are keeping an eye out for signs of U.S. recession, but one early indicator of business conditions ahead is signaling that the auto industry is moving into some good times. And I'm not sure. Orders for vehicle tooling, an activity that reveals when vehicle programs are stirring, are rising and will likely experience 13% compound annual growth from the next year through 2025. According to a forecast from Harbor Results, Inc., the increase in significant... It is significant because automotive tooling activity has been on a downward curve for the past three years. So even any slight uptick uh, could be good. The coming change is not a reflection of the pandemic's disappearance from automakers' business plans, but rather a sign that companies are preparing for redesigns and variations of bread-and-butter products, such as full-size pickups. Note, it's not electric vehicles that are going to make the big impact on the industry, said Lori Harbour, CEO of Harbour Results, as pictured. It's the beginning of the new cycle of internal combustion pickups and other models. Yes, we have all these new battery electric products coming, and that's what everyone's watching, but the work on internal combustion products is going to create a lot of new industry activity. I'm just reading it. Uh, But the challenge for this new wave of product development will be human resources. Sounds like driver uh, shortage. Toolmakers have struggled for years to recruit and train young talent to grow their businesses and replace skilled employees who are aging out. Many of them are trying new approaches to attract young people. They advertise online. They do TikToks. I added that. They invite recruits to bring their friends. It's having some success across the sector, but it's a very difficult challenge, not just for them, but for the whole industry. People represent shop capacity, and the industry is going to need more shop capacity. Used EVs top market for the first time briefly. The average three-year-old EV never broke 35% of sticker for that month pre-pandemic, but three-year-old models held 60, 66% of sticker price in October. Alex Yurchenko, Black Book, at Used Car Week again. Speculated higher gas prices did make a difference, but there's been a very steep drop in the percent of sticker price held by two- to four-year-old EVs. But in October, late-model EVs had fallen below the market in the percentage of value held. Uh, hey, here's another quick story. CarMax settles charges. It, not, it did not disclose in U.S. vehicle recalls. Um, paying a million dollars to resolve claims by 36 states. It failed to disclose recalls. Just trying to, you know, 
you know, don't want to, uh, yeah. Cox Automotive offers independent dealers route to more vehicles, right? And what I'm trying to say is fair and balanced, neutral zone. Everybody gets some. Cox Automotive offers independent dealers uh, through, let's see, we've got Next Gear Capital alongside V-Auto, Upside Direct. They've teamed up to alleviate vehicle inventory pressures and enable independent dealers to get the vehicles they need at Next Gear Capital, dedicated to providing clients access to capital. But beyond that, to partner in the ecosystem to ensure that clients have tools they need to make smarter, more informed, and more confident inventory decisions. Next Gear Capital and V Auto have extended the offer that gives Next Gear Capital clients 50% off the regular Stockwave subscription price for the first four months when they sign up as customers. Stockwave enables them to access vehicles from 300 plus marketplaces alongside the most complete set of wholesale and retail data. And here you go, Connor Nix, owner of Florida Cars in Fort Wayne, Indiana, says he signed up for Stockwave in August. Because he was having a hard time finding the vehicles and the quality inventory that he needed. Stockwave allowed him to spend less time looking for cars. See? Stockwave, Upside Direct. Upside Direct offers digital auction experience. UpsideDirect.com. Let's keep going. GM looks to make more money off customers after they buy a car. What? Uh, in July, luxury automaker BMW started selling some new eye-popping subscription-based services in various countries, including charging drivers $18 a month for heated seats and $10 a month for heated steering wheel. Uh, okay. Now, wait a minute. I don't think they're doing that now, but it's something to think about. Just trying to give you things to think about before we blow your mind with the consigners panel. Electric vehicles are, comp are comprised of about 25% fewer parts than gas cars. So we're moving into a world of simplification in terms of hardware, and we'll capitalize on it in different segments based on what people's desires are and what they want to buy in software. And scene. Oh, one more article. If you're not in, you're out. This is pretty interesting. James Ziegler, the alpha dog, brought this up. It seems that he hit a nerve ringing up a subject that was already on everybody's mind, but nobody wanted to talk about it uh, until he said, you know, he's, you know, Jim, I've been considering doing that, but it's a big commitment, and I was wondering how it would work in my market. What are we talking about? The truth is that every dealer needs to seriously consider building and operating a standalone used car dealership with no ties to the manufacturer which would probably run pretty opposite the main narrative uh, in automotive today. But Lithium Motors is conducting an aggressive rollout with their driveway dealerships, Group 1 Automotive expanding Acceleride platform, Asbury Automotive has ClickLane, Sonic Automotive with its e-commerce platform of Echo Park used vehicle only business, and Penske uh, a little bit tighter to the vest, but numbers are con conceivably substantial for their used and CPO platform, Car Shop. So, something to think about as you break out of your vertical and grow your business further. 
Um, if the dealer wants more evidence, just look at how your manufacturers are trying to weasel into the used car business using your inventory and making you take all the risks and making all the investments. It's feedback time. It puzzles me why any dealer would even consider allowing the manufacturer or any vendor access to your used car business. A dealer would have to be crazy to sign up and allow GM's Car Bravo, Ford's Blue Advantage, or any other vendors dying to be your partner in a joint used car venture. In Jim's opinion, you must be absolutely nuts if you want to allow a manufacturer or vendor into your customer data. And on and on the article goes. But it's good that you can share your opinions. Opinions? You can do that. And you can listen to the podcast. Please do. Listen to ATI. Join the conversation. Join the live chat. Put it in the comments below. It's ATI Auto Business. Thank you so much. For joining us. You know you can text Ty 417-483-2764. By the way, yeah, 45 minutes into the show. Mic check, one, two, three, we're okay. We go live several times a week. Uh, not every week do we make it to four times. But we are next, no, this week. Yeah, this week we're going four times. Uh, we're going to do live care advice tomorrow at noon. So if you're a carrier, dispatcher, broker, or even a consigner, you want to walk around to the back of the store, join us on Live Carrier Advice, 30-minute live show with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. Of course, Thursdays are thermonuclear Thursdays. Why? Because we give the load board truth bombs on Dispatching Live. That's a good show. If you think this show's fun, wait till you show up on Thursdays. Uh, last Thursday, actually, we broke the news that FMCSA has not only defined, but it seems legitimized dispatching. Unbelievable. I know. I'm shocked, too. Um, and then Fridays, we connect dealers, auctions, and carriers on Cars on the Move. Last Friday, we asked the question, can a carrier be the broker? Uh, you know, because if you're not happy with the rates... Maybe you can get the business, manage the leads, get the CRM, get the TMS, and all that goes with it. So uh, this Friday, we're going to do EB Changes Everything. We're featuring Scott Case from Recurrent, John Combs from Odessa. That is going to be an amazing show. And actually, next Friday on Cars on the Move, we have Winter Shipping Toolbox with Michelle Hutchinson of Ship Your Car Now. That's going to be another great uh, toolbox show with Michelle. And finally, next Tuesday night on ATI Auto Business, McAllister's Delivering Cars, Technology, and Analytics with Marco Majore, Keith Bradley, John Wise, Kevin Parada, Emma Pearl. That's going to be a great show. Um, so look for, you'll see this thumbnail coming soon to a social media near you. This is the Car Shipping Business Channel. My name is Jay. And once I get started, uh, you know, yeah. It's going to be hard. This is going to be hard because pretty soon we have to hand all the microphones over to Kelly and Jamie. Can we do it? Stick around. Let's see if that can be done. Right after this, we have Ty. We'll be right back. McAllister's has been around for over 76 years, and we're known as providing our customers with high-level, white-glove, concierge-style services. We provide our customers solutions in both transportation, logistics, and warehousing. We take a very different approach than most auto logistics companies. Our approach is one of being consultative and adaptive to the auto industry. Our approach saves time and money while providing tangible data, which helps improve processes. 
McAllister's offers a unique tech solution, which we call our Auto Vista Portal. It's a cloud-based solution. It provides the ability for our dealership partners to access it using any device they want whenever they need. Most auto logistics companies just want to deliver your car. We want to do more than that. All of those measurements that are important to you to run your business and understand where your costs are, McAllister's Auto Vista technology supports that. It's a car shipping performance data management tool. That's why car dealers love the Auto Vista Portal by McAllister's Transportation Group. Find out what you're missing. Visit McAllister's.com. Links are in the live chat, email, phone number. And Marco and gang will be on next Tuesday night. The Auto Vista Portal. We've been talking about it at trade shows. Um, and so we're going to learn more about it Tuesday night. It's going to be great. It's a data performance management tool. Really, what does it do? Okay, here we go. It is now time up on center stage to welcome our friend and transportation guide, Ty Thompson. Can you see me okay, Ty? Yeah, hey, how are you doing? Hey, man, good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Whoa, what was that? That was weird. <clears throat> um, Yo. No, I'm doing really well. Looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, I met originally, so I was thinking about this today. I met Kelly first, then I met Jamie, and I met Joe somewhere in the middle there. The other people, I, I missed the meeting, but um, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody tonight. It's going to be fun. And you guys are going to love this show, too, by the way. Jay and I are just going to sit here and not look at and not yeah, even talk. Yeah, I'm not even going to be on the screen. I know. I'm going to. So, what? We'll, okay, it's 7.50, <clears throat> which is about exactly the time that I said that I would bring you in. What we'll do is we're just going to talk for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so officially camera one, uh, Kelly and Jamie, go ahead and get, get ready. Um, because we really want to hand this over to you now, before we do that, I guess what we should do then is explain to, you know, the ATI core, what are we doing? Why, what mm. are we doing and why are we doing this? Can we explain this? We can give it a try. We can give it a try. And okay. we're going to learn some stuff tonight too, guys. So that's why I'm pretty excited because, See, the consigner to me has always been the person that wants to, the car to hurry up and get to the auction, right? I need my car to get to the auction. Then the, the buyer, which is traditionally the dealer, he needs it to get out of the auction. So the consigner has always been something that I've just kind of watched from a distance. I think, okay, how did the car originally get to the auction? What, what happened? Was it a repo? Was it a lease? Was it a turn-in, a trade-in? I don't know, right? fleet lease, probably a lot of cars. <clears throat> so when we get to like right there, that part, that's where I always get really excited is where did, where did the car really come from? That's right. Where? Okay. So that's right. So we'll stop there because we like to talk about uh, we, when we get past, where'd you get that idea? Right. <laughs> it, once we're past that, then we're, yeah. What, what are you hauling and why? Right. Yeah. What is yeah. that car? Because right. you don't have to know. We know. Hmm. You don't have to know what you're hauling and why. But if you're thinking about your truck and trailer as a business, then you should want to know what you're hauling and why. Not just what it pays. Not just what it, where it goes. But why, Ty? Right. Well, and that, that ties in. To me, this is what, what I, one of the reasons I get really excited about this. Because this explains why people always want to know where's the car. When you get the fourth phone call, how come you're not here yet? Or the sixth phone call, 
you said you were going to be here two hours ago and you're like, good. Are these people really that upset or really that concerned with this car right now? Just, yeah, there is. And there's a reason why. And, and that's why I get excited. I get excited to know the why. Why, why are these people calling wanting to know where their car's at? It actually, I mean, it doesn't help. You know, if, if you're driving around for two hours looking for a parking spot, your ELD's going crazy and everything else, okay, maybe you don't want to know why at that time. But when your phone is ringing off the hook and you've got a moment to breathe, if you know why, then you can probably accept that phone call a little easier and maybe even, hey, you can capitalize off that. It's yeah. capital. You can build. This is what we talk about. You can build your business. The more you understand the why behind all of what we're talking about, the better you will get along. And the more you watch tonight's show, I got a dollar says that everybody on this show tonight will love you even more if you can just do what you say you're going to do. We know what dealers are. <laughs> what are consigners? Let's hit it again. If you're just tuning in now and you're saying to yourself, what's a consigner? What's a yeah. consigner? <clears throat> What's a consigner? Yeah, what can we can we give a basic definition? Well, you know, you and I were talking the other day, right? I mean, it's it's challenging for us. <laughs> yeah, but it is. What's the difference between a remarketer and a we're, consigner? We're live trying to figure out what a consigner is. <laughs> and we're tough. having a whole show for courting the consigner. <laughs> Man, you All guys right. are awesome. <laughs> a consigner, my understanding, is a consigner is an individual representing a company that has lots of vehicles that need to be sold at auction. Am I close? All right. So if that's the case, I mean, there's a dispatcher somewhere that just dropped their, what? A bunch of vehicles? One person? A bunch of vehicles? That's right. AKA gold mine. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to talk to this person. <laughs> Or, the consigner. Right? or you can stare at a load board all day and pray for a car to drop. <laughs> or, or talk to a consigner. That's why consigners are, are, that's why it's such a big deal. Well, right. So then the consigner makes a deal with the auction, right? And then this is what's fun. Thank you, Joe. And by the way, Joe put, a consigner is an individual or party that brings a good to be sold on their behalf by another party. It, Obviously, much better definition. Thank you, Joe. Good yeah. job, Joe. Yeah. Thank you so much. But you well, were saying, Ty. Well, no, I can keep going. I just, yeah. I think this Do is it. what, well, the auction. This is, now we're going to talk about the auction, right? Somebody made a deal, handshake, buddy deal, contract, whatever you want to call it. Consigner made a deal with the auction. What's the auction's job? Sell cars, right? That's, that's, their, that's all they do, sell cars. They recon, don't get me wrong. They PSI, post-sale inspection. They even do a pre-sale inspection. But as a whole, the objective is to get the car sold. So we need somebody to tell somebody to go pick it up. Somebody has to pick it up. Somebody has to bring it to the auction. Then it, I'm assuming there's different levels of packages, like you can clean it or we can wash it off or you can just drive it through as is, right? And each one costs a certain amount of money for the car. So the auction, and this is what it really gets excited because since 2020, the physical auction has been under a complete assault, in my opinion. I mean, just one after the other. So to see that physical auction, which I always get excited about certain auctions and how they open their doors and they let you come in and, and they do business, right? So 
the auction and the consigner are buddies, handshakers, right? And uh, they, so they need each other. And that's what's fun about tonight is you, because there's really some passionate people. And I love the energy that Jamie and Kelly have both and how they get very excited about this conversation. And then because of the volume and the regularity of all this activity, it develops into its own ecosystem. Mm. With with and and its and its challenges of managing each department grows and then has its own challenges of mm. managing all the information and the vehicles and the and then the new challenges and then you add digital and you got a giant marketplace and that's what this show is about is focusing on just this portion. Well, yeah, too, and Kelly, you'll talk a lot about the yeah. the simulcast, the online sale, yeah, right, and, and how that pushed. That's the one that I'm excited to hear more about too, is how, how the online, the COVID and people closing the doors pushed, accelerated the online sales and then what happens from there. So pretty excited. Yeah. Well, see, and I don't say that C0V1D word much. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know why actually. Um, I think it's okay to say it now though. I don't think they shadow ban you. Oh, they don't? Oh, (laughs) Well, you know, at least funny. on Twitter they don't. Because I ran those videos of China last Tuesday night. I thought that'd be it. <laughs> There's people in the live chat right now. Right now, now that's it. It's right? Okay. okay. It's, yeah. He said China two weeks in a row. Pull the plug. All right. Well, so, anyways, but, but I mean, these global challenges affect our business, and that's why it's important to talk about them. Uh, and so, all right, here we go. It's seven fifty-eight. So, um, and I just will say, Michelle is cracking me up over here. Michelle says, uh, a very needy gold mine. Um, and she loves, she loves needy gold mines. Yeah. So that's for sure. It's really great stuff. We have a lot of activity. John Putnam is here tonight. Um, and I'm just really happy to say Tracy Clark is here tonight and you know, it's neat. You see it uh, from week to week. There are folks coming in that haven't been here before, you know, because of the show topic and guests and whatever. So if it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining us tonight on ATI Auto Business. We're about to go into the second half of the show. So Kelly and Jamie, go ahead and get those, uh, get the microphones ready and, you know, get the props department, you know, handling special effects and the dolly track and, and final wardrobe and all that stuff. Here we go to camera one. Uh, please do help me welcome here uh, on ATI. Uh, Kelly Bianchi is back with us from Auction V Commerce. But first time on ATI, we have Jamie Carpenter, Auction Check Auctions. So they need each other. And, um, and here we go. So they're getting, again, the... Yeah, the, the the boom guy get the boom guy in the right spot. Wait, well, he's got the boom facing the wrong way, and the, and the camera's out of focus. Okay, here we go. Jamie, oh, let me move these titles here. Jamie, can you see us and hear us? Okay. Yes. Can you hear and see me? Okay. We can see you. We can hear you. Please say hello and tell us a little bit more about you. Hello, I um, am Jamie, and I have been in the industry. Let's see, this is going to start my 24th year. Um, I have spent most of my career at AutoCheck. 
Um, we built and created the product in 1999, and I was honored to be part of the team that created the product. Um, over the years, we have uh, sold it to Experian Automotive, and so we partner with them um, as the exclusive reseller of the product we created. So, um, but it's been a lot of fun. I have, uh, I feel like I've grown up in the industry. And so um, it is an industry that I love. I love working with auctions. I love the consigners. Um, back when we created the product, we worked with dealers, um, consumers. So yeah, it's been a great ride. Okay, so there's a that's a solid introduction. Ty, looks like you want to say something. I was, well, I, I somehow I'd miss, who did you say you partnered with? Experian Automotive. Experian, okay, got it. Yeah. When was that? In uh, the early 2000s. Okay. So, yeah, we still, we provide all of the auction data into the product, and that gets added to the AutoCheck Vehicle History Report. And so that's data that's coming from us. So we've partnered with all of the auctions, and we get that data on an exclusive basis. Whoa. That's nice. That's what separates us from um, other services out there. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. That's great. See, every time I talk to you, I learn something new. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. <laughs> I know. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. All right, so before we continue, Kelly is here. Kelly Bianchi from Auction V Commerce. Kelly, please say hello again and uh, welcome. Hi. Hi, I was here the whole time. I just was so into what Jamie was saying that I wasn't paying attention to the fact that my camera wasn't on. So, um, hi, I'm right, Kelly. There's an and applause button. Commerce. Yeah. Thank you. So, all right, so we're going to do, we're going to try and do a bit of a changing of the guard here. But before we do, so, um, Jamie, you sound like you're pretty invested in what's happening at the auction. 24 yeah. years experience. So like, you know, what, what, what do you talk about regularly? What do you find, you know, where, where are you at? Um, well, right now there's a lot of talk around electric vehicles and what that is going to do to vehicle history, because that's going to change the dynamic, right? So no longer are we really talking about miles and how that's affecting the vehicle we're talking about battery life, which is tied to miles, but in a different way, right? So um, recurrent, you mentioned Scott's gonna be on um, next week. Uh, they've done a great job of creating a product to capture that type of data. Um, but what does that look like? Does that get merged with vehicle history and it is a complement? Is it a standalone product? I think that that is something that is yet to be seen. Great. All right, let's go over to Kelly. Kelly, what are you working on right now? What What's taking up what you're thinking and talking about? Well, I'm always focused on the digital advancement of the auctions. You know, the world is changing and the auctions are slow to come around to um, the idea that, you know, digital communication, you know, digital in every process and um, you know, they have their process in place. They're, they're strong at what they do, but it does have to evolve. And that's where the consigners come into play. And that's what interested me about doing this show uh, was to be able to bring the consigners 
um, into the conversation and to kind of, because they're the ones who actually, when you think about change and when it comes to the auctions, they're the ones who really started the ball rolling. They brought simulcast into the mix. They told auctions, hey, if you want our vehicles, you need to be online. So auctions said, okay, well, we'll sign up. And they signed up to get online, but you know we we have to put some standards in place and and create a, a business model around that. So and that's what we're working to do is provide that infrastructure. So let me say this: All right, chicken or the egg. So you're saying it was the consigners that wanted the auctions to go digital, not the auctions wanting to go digital. No, the auctions did not go willingly. <laughs> you know, the, the auction business is a very time-honored tradition. Um, you have a lot of people who are well-rooted and it's generational and there's a lot of nostalgia. So, you know, to go online went against the grain. It went against everything the auction stood for. And, yeah. you know, I think COVID actually yeah. was a catalyst for you know, converting some people into believing that digital was a viable option. So, you know, that gave them a little bit of push. So I'm going to be curious to see, uh, you know, how the consigners felt uh, COVID impacted uh, their processes with the auctions and how things have improved and, and all of that. Yeah, because we really saw a several auctions that kind of banded together and said brick and mortar only. We do not want to go digital. And there was sort of this, you know, push and pull going on because you had now the need because that's where everything's going to, but we don't want to because that's going to change everything that we know. And um, so, yeah, it's been interesting to see how COVID finally pushed that over the line and it was a good thing. Like, I think the auctions finally saw that, hey, this means that there aren't as many if bids. We can sell more cars this way. And the consigners, of course, love that because who wants to deal with if bids after after the sale, you know? So, um, yeah, I agree with Kelly. It's been a nice transition to see that finally the auctions go over that hump. And to add what, to what Jamie just said, and we can have a sale when there's ice on the road and we can't open the auction. Yeah. So, yeah, it opens a lot of doors to opportunity. And, and what we try to do is just to get help people to realize what those opportunities are and create different ways for the customers to connect with the auctions. So. Nice. When did the, when did you say this, Jamie, you just said something like the there was some auctions that were brick and mortar. It's like, no, we're not doing that. Do you know a timeline on that about what year um, maybe? That was right before COVID, actually. That was kind of the push, which is kind of ironic, right? So <laughs> you had um, several auctions that came together. And um, I mean, it was a, we, we are resisting online auctions. And I mm -hmm. think part of that was a fear of ACV and what they had brought mm. to the market. Um, but then once our auctions realized, hey, we can play in this space and be as, you know, productive and sell cars and do well. And it made a huge mm. difference, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Well, did, did the auctions have to do anything in addition, anything more, any more work with having the simulcast online? 
Oh yeah, the process had to change. I mean, when you when you added simulcast, you had to add condition reports and and disclosures and you know just different ways, and you had to add the technology, which was a a huge disruption to the business itself. But the problem is that the technology didn't bring the um, culture with it. So you have to develop mm -hmm. a culture around technology, and you have to you know live within that. Um, that ecosystem, you know, and it's the ecosystem we all live in right now. I mean, we, we're all Amazon users. I mean, I don't think I've been in an audience where we don't have prime members in the crowd, you know, and, and it's, um, it's just something that we're used to. It's not going away. Our children are being raised on mobile devices and these people, you know, these kids are going to take those positions one day and they're not going to, you know, have loyalty to the way things used to be. And that's what mm -hmm. we have to understand and we have to change with it. Mm. That's a good point. Good point. <clears throat> okay, Jay. Okay. So uh, I was going to ask the timeline question, so you beat me to that. But but simulcast, now that that has been around a while, right? Probably about 20 years. Right. But yeah. That's, yeah. Wild, that's how I it? met Kelly. Kelly yeah. was working on simulcast, so that's how we actually met way back when. Yes. So, so here's go yeah, ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, well, I just I'll just what my follow up was so what did it look like 20 years ago compared to today? Is there anything to add to or maybe where it's so, headed next? Yeah. My job was installing simulcast when I first came in. You know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I entered the auction industry in 2010 and I worked for an auction. And one of the things that I noticed was the aversion towards technology. Um, you know, we used very a very small portion of the actual capacity of the technology. Um, simulcast, I took under my wing. I thought that, you know, this is an opportunity to grow a business here. Uh, meanwhile, you know, management was well-rooted in the traditional auction methods and procedures. And, you know, it really wasn't um, intentional, I think, that aversion. So uh, it was just more doing what you're used to doing. So you stay, you tend to stay away from things that don't make you comfortable, right? I mean, most people tend to stay in their comfort zones. So that's really what the auctions were doing. And it's a time-honored tradition. Like I said, the kids that grew up in it, you know, because there are some young kids who also have that philosophy just because they grew up in that business. Um, but when I stepped into it, you know, there was a lot of discouraging of participation. The theory was that you were taking customers out of, the lanes and putting them online, you know, there were a lot of misconceptions. And I found that it was my job when I went out to install the technology and to teach um, the business model to kind of help everyone unlearn those preconceived notions. Hmm. So big job. It was a hard, hard task. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say install, like today, what is installed? Not maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, but Today, I mean, is there an auction today that's not online simulcast? Yeah, there. You know, there are some very, very small auctions mm. that still don't do simulcast. Um, but you know, they have, you know, whatever niche they've created in their market, and and that's the thing too is that there's this local um, right. thing yeah. about them. But but the thing about it being local is that in addition to you know, the business model evolving, you have customers that are going to be presented with more 
opportunities to get inventory and they're not going to stay local because mm -hmm. the opportunities are going to be all over the place. When you can, at the click of a button, pull up all of the vehicles that you want um, that meet your all of the criteria mm -hmm. that you set, you know, you're not, it's not going to be a, a loyalty and, and relationship. You know, I know the guy, so I have to go to his auction. It's mm -hmm. not going to be that. It's going to be, I have to stay in business too. So they make the best eggs and bacon in the morning though, Kelly, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, and there's that, there's the event aspect of it. They do that very well. I loved auction day. I can understand. I understand oh, I the allegiance fully because, you know, what actually pulled me into staying in the automotive industry was just falling in love with that atmosphere. I mean, how yeah. could you not? Every week you had, you geared up for this big game and on yeah. game day, you know, it's like, are we going to win or lose? Are we going to beat our percentages from last week? Or what are we going to do to make it better next week? And it was just very thrilling. So well, as a musical theater major, for me, it was a production, right? And that's yeah. what I loved every, and I still do, right? And, mm. you know, through simulcast and meeting Kelly and working with her, um, we had to integrate auto check, right? So that the buyer online was seeing the same thing that the buyer in lane was seeing, make sure that they knew the transparency and what announcements and everything that was on a vehicle. Um, but yeah, I think it looks a little different now um, because you can get that same experience. You know, I think that you've seen a shift from when Kelly and I met 20 years ago to now, tie to your point, um, where they're, they're trying to give that experience so that those that are on simulcast are feeling that same I'm winning the bid and not just an online eBay kind of transaction, um, which I think, you know, has helped that shift again to get over the hump and accept that online piece. Is it like um, whenever you're on, see, this is something I've never done. I've never sat with a dealer and watched him buy cars in an auction online while he's at the office. So I'm definitely that's on my bucket list, but I'm just wondering while like, they're at the auction too. You also have oh, simulcast going on while they're at the auction, so they. Well, can no, I've out. seen. Yeah, I've seen that, but I wonder yeah. looking at the screen. So he's got to see the car. He's got to know the condition of the car. He's got to know the price of the car. He's. I mean, he's looking at if, he, if he's at his desk at the office. He's looking at a lot of things, right? And so I've never seen that experience, but I've wondered, like, as soon as he get wins the bid, does it, like, remind you of Vegas at the casinos and it's well enough, like, yay, you bought a car, awesome. <laughs> and this kind of give them that experience, you know, they rush. have the run list that they passed out. So that's, yeah. that's kind of how things have evolved, right, Jamie? You didn't, they would pick up that run list at the front, that front counter, and then now everybody looks at the vehicles online. So, yeah. you know, slowly but surely they're evolving because there's some conveniences and, and cost cutting that you can do. I mean, you're not printing out these thick um, reports of every vehicle for every dealer that comes through the door. They can go online and print out their own report. Yeah. Right. So the traditional method was, is you get there uh, about an hour and a half, two hours early. Mm -hmm. You walk in the front door. First, you get the list. Before you even get a bitter badge, you get the list. Then you go get your bitter badge. Then you head to the cafeteria, get the delicious eggs, bacon with the hash browns, drink your coffee. While you're doing that, you go through your list and you mark, I'm interested in these cars, right? Then you put your jacket on and your hoodie and your, all your gloves and you truck it out to the parking lot and you go find the car that you've marked on your list. And you walk around and you physically look at it. You open the door, you start it. You might even drive it if you're there early enough, right? So what... 
I think I hear Kelly and Jamie saying is, is we're accomplishing the same idea just virtually. Is that yeah, sure. and you yeah. forgot the black book. Remember, you also the black, yeah, that's what black I was thinking. About. You had to go through and yeah, the black see what book, the, yeah. the good the price was. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I did forget about it, and that's but yeah. So now, and if you live in the Northeast, you had to bring your scraper to get the snow <laughs> off the windows. So yeah. will you get? Can you get like a personal drone to go to that car out there, so you don't have to go out in the parking lot? Is that next? Well, no. I mean, the you idea that? is that we get con um, that. condition reports, you know, <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the biggest um, stopping points for for people buying online is that the condition reports are just not consistent enough. There hasn't been a device that's been created, you know, to measure, um, you know, the tires, paint, and, and different things um, that is open to interpretation for the person who's filling out those reports. So dealers feel more comfortable going out into, you know, out there on the lot and walking the cars and doing their own inspection of the vehicle. Okay, so mm -hmm. this will lead us into good transition there. By the way, before we transition, I just want to say since Joe Miller's in the live chat and uh, I, I heard theater major, auto auction the musical. Ooh. What? <laughs> what? Joe, I'll buy a ticket. Yes. Joe that could be. We're writing it. That, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Love you got it. it. So, as we move into, and really the, the, the musical ends with, well, I don't know. But, all right. Consigners, you just mentioned one of their main problems. How many challenges do they face now? I mean, is there a lot of problems? Well, you know, the, and that's what we're really going to find opportunities. out from them. Opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of opportunities. Challenges. Opportunities. Yeah. Because and, and the thing sorry. is, with multiple consigners, you have multiple requirements. So, mm. you know, each consigner has their own technology they bring to, you know, some of them do. Some of them don't have technology at all. They rely on all of the auctions technology or, um, go ahead, Ty. Sorry, <laughs> like a kid. What is, consigner has technology? What is that? I've never heard of that. Well, I mean, so there's there's technology they use, and some of them do have some in-house stuff that they, you know, they connect with that, like Auto IMS integrates mm. with okay. different technologies, and, you know, and I honestly, I don't know um, which consigners have which technologies, and um, some people go without technology it's on paper or it just goes directly mm. into auto i you know there's a lot of different methods um okay. you know Got and it. yeah so and, and a lot of people have what they call i remember going to columbus fair and they had what they called the bible and it was a different procedure and process that was required for every single consigner mm. that they had every single you know the the national consigners so they would have to do one thing for this consigner, but do another thing for this consigner. So, wow. yeah, it, it's hard to track. But They've, Auction feels like the three-car hauler that has 14 apps that he has to use to move one car. Is that right? <laughs> I, no, I love how kidding. you translate everything to <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kelly says, no, there's one app, and it's called Auction v. Commerce. <laughs> well, there, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, is, that is, that's you it. You got oh, the guys. one app. I saw that. There's your applause. She's always button. got my yeah, back. There you go, there you go. She does, she does. All right, so let's do this. Um, before we bring in the consigners, 
So say it again. Why do we have a consigners panel tonight? Because we want to give the auctions some insight or auctions or, you know, there's other digital competitors, but we want to know what does it take to get your business? What mm. are you looking for in an auction? Mm, that's great. I love that approach. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. She just, yeah, mic drop. Okay. What do we got to do to All right. earn what your do we business? Do? What do we, yeah, what do we need to do to earn your business? All right, so oh. let's just, I'm, on, I'm back on camera one now. Consigners. You didn't get a lot. I, I, I said you wouldn't get a lot of notice, and I fulfilled my promise. Uh, but here come the consigners. All right, Scott. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay, so we don't have... I think Joe is still waiting in the wings because he's part of the solution. Uh, well, he is the solution panel. Okay, but I think we're going to have a few consigners joining us now. And give you a chance. We're still on camera one. Let's look at the live chat. And, man, Michelle Pirog's talking about, uh, uh, yes, we need, okay, Scott says we need a smell-o-meter. Michelle, uh, I think she is second on the smell-o-meter. And, uh, and, and Joe says Elon Musk just tweeted that he's almost figured out how to digitize odors. So there you go. Well, that was fast. <laughs> okay. But Elon doesn't play. All right, so here we go. Um, Scott Musau, you were in here first. Please do say hello and tell us a little bit more about you and why you're on the panel tonight. Uh, good evening, Scott Musau. I'm with uh, United Auto Credit Corporation, and uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. And Scott France is here with us, too. Scott, please say hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, Scott. All right. So, all right, cool. So we've got, now we do have, we might Scott. still have joining us, um, okay, Sheila Tedesco, right? I think she's going to mm -hmm. be joining us. Um, if we're lucky, I never did get a chance to talk to Jerry again, but if he's able to join us, Yeah, we talked great. to him. You did? Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, this is for the show. All right, awesome. Okay. Hey, wait, so, I'm sorry, who's Scott France with? Scott? Yeah. Scott France is with Caprock for marketing. I also consultant for the industry on the remarketing side. Caprock remarketing. Okay. Caprock remarketing. Got it. And then the other Scott. United Auto Credit Corp. United Auto Credit Corp. So you guys are consigners, right? Is it? I'm sorry to interrupt. But I just. Yeah, I love it. Is it? Was it like when I say you guys are the money guys? Is that fair? You guys have the money for the cars? Or is that not fair? Musal's no, got the money. Musal's got the money. Musal's <laughs> right. got the money. Yeah. Musal does it for his own portfolio. I do it for third parties. Okay, got it. That's actually third really parties. helpful. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah. So what would it? Okay. So explain third party. Banks, credit unions, fleet accounts. Oh. They come to oh. us and ask us to liquidate their collateral. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. So you do it for yourself, which who is your, who would be your main client? My main client is private equity firms, um, stressed debt holders, uh, credit unions that would rather us do their work than them do it because uh, we've got expertise and fee schedules and relationships and so on and so forth. Wow. Okay, great. That's good. And the other Scott says Scott France. Is that right? Am I saying that right? I'm Scott, Scott Musau. Oh, on the screen it's messed up. Wait a minute. No, your okay. screen's messed oh. up. Scott Musau. Yeah, sorry. Musau. Okay, go ahead. Scott. It's ATI. 
Ty, yeah. I'm the guy you borrowed a dollar from to tip the bartender at East Carwood. <laughs> oh, oh, got it. Man. That's who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's awesome. That That's was right. well played. That's how yeah. I met you. Now I know. Right. Okay, there we go. I'm all, back all on the All good relationships started a bar. Yeah, all good relationships. I'm standing there. I said, I don't have a dollar. You got one? Didn't even know you, did I? He said, you don't need one, but have a seat. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> all right. So, all right, good. Good, great introductions. Kelly or yeah, Jamie? Good job. Help, help us out. Um, where do we, where should we go first? Where can we go? Okay, so I just, just so you know, I invited uh, Sheila. I sent her the link again. So oh, she'll awesome. be coming on just in just a second. So, you know, I don't know if you guys heard what I was saying um, at the start, uh, but I kind of attributed to uh, change happening with technology in the auto auction industry to you guys. <laughs> Um, I give the consigners credit for, for uh, bringing technology into the auction and simulcast and um, the digital opportunity. Uh, so do you confirm or deny that accusation? Uh, I, I will defer this one to Scott France. As you say, simulcast came in about 20 years ago, and that's before I was in the space. I will tell you it is something I require of my auction partners. And when you say it's the small auctions that don't have it, they're small because they don't have it. And they're, they're not going to capture the big consigners. We've got to put more eyes on the car, and that's one way to do it. Not to mention the travel of a rep to get out there. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to put a guy on a plane for five cars. So, Scott, hmm. have you gone to an auction that, um, or has somebody come to you and said, you know, what does it take to get your business? And you said, well, you have to be online. And they went out and got simulcast. Uh, the, the ones who have approached me have been on simulcast. I've, I've had auctions come to me that didn't have auto IMS, and I sent them over to Joe, and they got set up. Uh, another thing yeah. I require, just so we have that data transfer going back and forth. And how about you, Scott France? Same, same. Same? Same, same. You have to be simulcast, yeah, or we have to have ability to do simulcast. They've got to be able to do online sales. And they got to be on IMS or, or one of the other partners. Yeah, and that's just a consigner requirement all over. I mean, I've not known of the consigner that said you don't have to have those things. Is that an accurate statement or is that are there some that will do business without those? I, I think from a volume, it's a volume play. Right. You could have small credit unions that have three, four, five cars a month that may be irrelevant to them. Mm -hmm. But anyone that's doing any type of volume, we've got to, it's a necessity. Yeah. So, and also, um, I can speak to that for, we were going to have Lisa Frank on today, but she does donation cars. And I know that they don't use, um, you know, they don't have all of the requirements that the regular consigners do. So, yeah, it depends, I think, on size and, and stuff. But um, my other question was going to be about, uh, COVID and how you guys have seen, <laughs> he's smiling already. Um, do you think there's a difference? Because, you know, I always say it was the, the consigners that pushed auctions to go online, but nobody ever gave them standards or, you know, said you have to be good at it. They just, you had to have the technology. That was the requirement back when I first got into the industry. So, you know, now there's, you know, you have to have auto IMS, you have to have, you know, all these different things. 
but as far as holding them accountable for the experience that the buyer gets, um, that's still, I think, a standard that it's hard to measure. And, and that's where we kind of come into play. But have you guys seen a difference um, in your relationships with the auction prior to COVID, um, during COVID, after COVID, whatever you want to speak to in that regard that stands out to you? So I will say that, that pre-COVID, uh, as, as a repossession consigner, all, all of my cars are repossessions in, in varying stages of condition. Um, Pre-COVID, I was only about 10% online uh, via simulcast. And it, COVID took us obviously to, you know, all of them. And even today, uh, if we call this post-COVID, uh, I'm still at 40%. So to your point about dealers, auctions not doing it, I think it's the dealers, the buyers, who were, were leery about the old guys that you know, have been buying cars for 30 years, wanted to smell it, taste it, touch it. And the fact that they couldn't do it, they couldn't buy cars unless they went simulcast or upstream, um, it forced them to do it. And what, we, what I've seen is some of them liked it and they're staying there. Um, yeah. I've, nothing drives me more crazy than I'm standing up on the block selling cars and the guy's bidding on the same car he's looking at two feet away. Um, doing it online and all I'm thinking is oh simulcasting you know <laughs> so yeah. it's uh you know you just put your hand up buddy you're all right yeah right <laughs> but I think a lot of the dealers who were resistant to it had to do it and some of them stuck around yeah what about you Scott France do you have anything you want to I I agree with Musa I think one of the big changes that we <laughs> saw was because we had to pull everyone off the road for almost a year and a half, two years, we learned to function more or less without the reps at the auction and depend more on the auctions um, for quality of CRs and, and, and everything else. So I know we go to auctions a lot less frequently than we did more to audit them, make sure that the recons and those types of things are being done. But, uh, the majority of what we're doing now, we pulled our our reps off the road and are primarily doing everything simulcast. Well, that speaking of recon, um, we had a conversation with Jerry earlier today, and I think he is our Zoom user that doesn't have a picture. He said that his camera is not working. Um, is that you, Jerry? No, hello. And Sheila. Oh, but did Jerry just say hello? Yeah, he's on. Yeah, hey, he's on Zoom. Yeah, he says, yeah, he's our Zoom user like without a line. picture. <laughs> so um, I do know that recon was a big issue for him um, at some of his locations. And Scott France, you just mentioned that. So what what is the expectation? Um, Scott Musso, I know you said you have repos and they're in all types of conditions. So you know, do you pick and choose um, or is it every car has an expected recon? You know, we, what I train my guys is it's smart reconditioning. If, if we spend the money, are we going to get it back out two or three fold? Um, if, if it's a difference between making, taking a non-runner to a runner, uh, a red to a green, a, a green to a cert. Uh, if it's a smart spend, we're going to do it. So uh, most of my options have mechanics on site. Uh, they can do minor body work. Some can are, are very good and have the full body shop. Um, you know, I, there was one auction that I was I was testing with, and they didn't have a mech on site at all. 
So anything that needed to be done, they had to transport it to a dealer. Well, that was a short task because my trans rates went through the roof. So they just didn't have the necessary facilities on site to handle just the, the basic thing. Hey, it needs a, a brake job. It needs an alternator, whatever it was. Uh, they have to have the, the, the basic facilities to accomplish those tasks just to get the car across the block in a presentable manner. Same, same. You're going first next time. And I'm yeah, gonna... Gary, would you <laughs> like to speak to Gary. sort of yours? Yeah. Well, let me say I'm a 30-year auction veteran, so I've been on the other side for a long time and only on the consigner side for two weeks, a little less than two weeks. So um, what perspective do you want? Uh, Give us I would say today yeah. I went to a sale to um, – to evaluate their performance and none of my cars were clean so i don't know if it was a capacity issue or if it was just how they conduct business but that's uh i'm i'm selling all 21 22 year model stuff so i need mine standing tall i need to uh be able to support mmr and keep it propped up high as i can so i want all my cars at a 4.0 or higher so we're trying to do all the work we can to, to make all those our vehicles meet those marks you must have good stuff, Moose Tom. Oh. I got good stuff. I'm fortunate. <laughs> Would you like it makes to it to the mechanic mechanic shop, it's a warranty issue. Jerry's hey, Jerry. oh. retired from Greensboro Auto Auction. Would you like to say where you are now? Because I think that might help everybody understand your two weeks as a consigner. Well, I'm uh, I'm helping a gentleman that runs a company called GSP Transportation. He's got 42 locations of Hertz, Staller, and Thrifty Rental Car locations. So we're primarily, like I say, selling most most of our inventories less than 20,000 miles. We're selling, and 21 or 22 year models. So I got a quick question for you, Jerry. What what happens when you go to the auction that has all your cars and they're not the way you expect them? Well, since I've been on the other side so long, I handled it uh, extremely professional, but very you know, unsatisfied. And they, they were able to determine that. And when I left today, they were cleaning them all up, retaking the pictures, redoing the CRs, and putting them up on OVE for me. Because obviously we didn't have the sale that we were expecting. Oh. Because it's going to bring more value if it's done properly, right? If it's done properly, it will always bring more money. Back in the old days, I worked for a wholesaler, and the first thing he said is a clean car runs better. It, 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 it does, don't it? <clears throat> one of the tricks a wholesaler told me one time, this is crazy. He said, just make sure the windows are clean. <laughs> I have no I've idea what it means. always heard the lights, right? You have to make sure that the <laughs> lights are clean. Yeah, the lights are clean. I had a car actually had landed uh, at the third auction, and it was evident that the car had been at three different locations. That is totally unacceptable to me. It tells people that car's been around, mm -hmm. and uh, I share those uh, sentiments as well today. Mm. Like an item that has several price tags still on it. Markings on the window, and you can tell it ain't from the same location. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Not a, not a winner for me. Mm -hmm. So you had a rough day on your second week of your new job. <laughs> I had a rough day. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you came by to say hi to us. That's yeah, nice. Thank that's you. That's awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Greensboro is a big office. I'm sorry. Is Sheila in the room? I just want to. So I thought she was too. Sheila, can yeah. you can you see us and hear us? Okay, Sheila. 
see you on the screen. Yes. There you are. Okay. And uh Your camera's not on, Sheila. She doesn't have a camera. I don't on my phone and I thought I had it I thought I had it going and I'm so sorry that I don't appear. I don't know why I don't. It's okay. We know um, how beautiful you are. You can just keep talking. Oh, I'm not sure how to get that on. Kelly would know how to do that, but unfortunately, I'm so sorry. Sheila, I'm right with you, so don't feel like you're by yourself, all right? All right, then. <laughs> yeah, we can't either. So, Sheila, same question to you. We're talking about um, the the uh, process of getting your cars, uh, you know, the what, what are your expectations when you go to the auction for reconditioning? Um, well, you know, um, the expectations have actually changed over the years um, with the simulcast and the technology that the auctions have. Um, and specifically speaking about the smart CR that has now come to evolve, um, you know, we really expect a lot of um, accuracy um, and consistency. Um, and with the smart CRs, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but you're able to go in and uh, click on the damages if the front bumper's damaged and say your car's at grade 1.9 and you're able to go through the damages that are listed and click on the damage and say, well, if I were to fix the bumper for $200, how much would it change the grade? Oh, it'll change it to a 2.2. Well, that's good. That'll take me out of the ones to a two. Um, we'll do that repair. Um, what else can I do to get it to a three? What can I do to get it to a four? And so you know, whether those um, damages versus cost and see whether it's going to warrant the additional dollars um you know you a repaired vehicle is always better you know it always sells better it is in better condition and a, and a clean car does sell better um but the warranty the, the repairs have to warrant um for the value you know you can't spend more than the car's worth and so um we have really really benefited from the smart cr um that we see from odessa auctions um but the biggest challenge that we have um, universally would be the fact that we, Kelly, you mentioned it before, is the uh, consistent CRs. It seems like every auction chain has their own way of writing condition reports. And it seems like every region in the country has their own way of seeing things. And um, so when you have that discretion with someone looking at, at something with their eyes, perhaps it's a Monday morning and they're all excited. They, they see things in a great way. Maybe it's Friday afternoon and they can't wait to leave and maybe they don't see things quite the same way. And so when you look at things like that, um, it affects our condition report and it affects our value. Many times we run a vehicle through the sale and we cars in great condition because there's no damages listed. And so we're expecting this car to bring all of MMR and when we get a half of MMR. We say, what's, what's happening? And then it takes maybe a sale or something. We need this car rewalked. And oh, to come to find out the crack bumper really was more than 200. It actually has to be replaced. It's more like 2000. And when you make those changes later, you're not selling on the first pass, perhaps you're selling on the second, even could be the third, and which is not beneficial. And so we lose our momentum um, and we don't capture the highest dollar trying to chase perhaps the inconsistencies that should have been addressed at, at the first time when the vehicle came in. And so that's what we face um, is one of our biggest is, 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 and I think universally it's everyone's. It's um, just if we could just somehow master um, those, consist those um, CRs and the damages. And before you guys get that consistency, um, you know, you have to get a relationship, right? So what, what wins your hearts? What, what makes you decide to do business with an auction? 
So it's interesting um, that you mentioned that. I've been in this business for over 34 years, and I have many relationships and many very strong relationships. I have relationships that are longer than my kids are born. And so um, um, relationships, I feel like, are key. They are absolutely essential in this business. Um, they make the connection. They make they make the triangle of consigner dealer auction, and that's how we always see it as a consigner that there's three parties involved, and it's the consigner, the dealer, and the auction. And um, the relationship is just absolutely um, so imperative. Um, and that's actually some of the things that we see um, that are struggling a little bit here with the the, the digital world that we're visiting because. Um, you know, you can speak to a young person and, and um, they're on their phone quite a bit and just the socialization um, is a little bit less. They're on their phone, so they don't really communicate so much anymore. They communicate better on their phones. And um, we see that with the relationships with the auctions, um, we used to fly out to every auction. I, someone mentioned that they don't go quite often. They um, do an audit uh, because it doesn't make sense to send to a, a rep to an auction where they're, they're barely attended. Um, what is the point of your of your representing all of these vehicles if there's no one there in the lanes to see that. Um, but the relationship is absolutely, is the key. And we, if it's not maintained and we're not flying out to these auctions and we're not seeing these people on a, at least a you know, consistent or quarterly basis, we've actually feel like the relationships are getting splintered and um, they're not as strong and they're not as loyal. And, um, and so we're trying to figure out how to keep that all intact, to keep the relationships that we've had, the, you know, the kind of the grandfathered relationships that go from back 30 years ago. Um, and things have changed. And so that for the relationship has changed as well. And so you have to evolve um, with that. The relationship has to evolve going forward. Um, and whether you go just visit the auction every month or every six months, whatever it may be, depending on your needs, um, the, the maintaining of the of the relationship is becoming more and more critical because the um, the person, the human, is becoming less. And when you have that, um, there's always just a little bit of a breakdown. And so we're trying to keep it all glued together on our side. And same question for you guys. How do you how do you um, how does an auction win your business? I, for me, it is. It, it comes to an ease of doing business, right? I mean, there, there are some auctions where you, and to Sheila's point, it, it's definitely a relationship game, but that takes time. So as we talked about them winning that business, it is showing me how I fit in, right? So if, if you came to me and said, look at how well we're doing with all Jerry's cars, right? That tells me nothing about how my car will be there. Show me what it looks like with me there. Um, back when I used to sell retail, the best thing you could ever do is take a consumer back to their house and show them the, the new car in their garage because it started to foster that ownership, right? And so show me what it looks like when I'm there. Have data that is good that will illustrate that, hey, we, we've looked at what you've sold at the other auctions. Here's what you sell, and here's how that would perform here, and here's how we can do better than them. Rather than just the, we do really well for this credit union. Okay, well, repossessions are a little different. And, and or then then off lease or the white metal or, or whatever you're selling so it's it's really putting us there and showing us what it looks like uh obviously the facilities and the technology has got to be there compliance has got to be there 
but when it comes down to it, it is it, it show me what it looks like for me to be there. And that way, when it happens, okay, it's a win. When it doesn't happen, we can then backtrack a little bit and, and see what went wrong. Was the data flawed? Was it not a fit for me? Um, but I, I think that's the that's the key. Is it, put me in the put me in the picture and show me what it looks like. You saw you didn't let France go first. I bet he's just going to say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually, where I was going to go, like Sheila, I've been around it forever and you've got the relationships. But I think as importantly is the relationship that we have with each other. There's many times because I had a lot of metal like Musaws where I'd ask, all right, where, ask Scott, where is he running? And we would match up inventory to uh, like inventory based on references from the other folks that are in the industry. So uh, that was huge for us. As far as the, the uh, auctions go, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. When you're, when you're low volume auction, not a lot of people want your business, but there's a few of them that will always come after you for your business. And then once you get to a certain point, then all of a sudden these the, the larger auctions start coming at you. Oh, we gotta have your business, gotta have your business. And I sort of resent I resent that in many cases because you don't want to help me grow as a partner when I'm small, so but you only want me when I when I've got the volume. They don't want to work. So that's where a lot of the for me, because of the large footprint that we've got, um, small volumes and large footprint, I look for a lot of auctions that my five cars a month means as much to them as 50 cars a month at one of the bigger auctions. And I think to, to that point, Scott, uh, years ago when I took over marketing, going on 13 years now, we had gone through a portfolio sale. We went from 2,500 cars a month to 32 cars in 15 states. Um, and we were at that point selling with a major nationwide uh, auction house. I couldn't get a call back. Mm -hmm. So now, to, to Scott's point, I started dropping into these independent auctions where I was important. Where I, you know, again, you don't have to go rose petals, but you have to recognize that I exist, right? That's that, that's my only rule. Um, but these are auctions that we've grown into. I mean, forty-five percent of my inventory goes out in independent auction today. And that's only because I include Accelerate as not an independent anymore, but you throw that 20% over there. Um, we're heavy into the independent sale. And it's but that's a, Scott's point because we grew with them. And that's a we good are segment. important to them. Yeah, we did as well. We we are a small finance company. We did as well. What's your percentage, Sheila, for between independent and, because you mentioned Odessa. Um, Odessa is the smaller of our uh, auction groups. Um, I would say that independence and um, independence would be the largest group. Mannheim would be the second and Odessa would be the third in that order. And we also follow that same theory um, in the in the in the remarketing world. Um, Lobel Financial is a small entity compared to Ford and Toyota and Santander and some of these other um, major companies. Um, however, we're, we're, we're huge compared to a credit union. And so we're kind of a middleman in there. And so whereas a larger auction, you know, we're, we have been called a miscellaneous account. Um, so imagine the customer service level that we have, um, which is oh, next to none. And then if we go to an independent auction, we're almost 
they almost roll out a red carpet because we're running 20 cars and that's a large sale for them. And so again, the service level is just so much dramatically different. Um, we're able to move the cars on a first pass. Everything is, 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 um, <laughs> we're able to just actually move vehicles on a first pass through an independent auction without any problems at a bigger auction. There just seems to be a little bit more um, cholesterol in the veins and it just takes a little bit more effort to get those cars through. Um, again, it's a bigger market for them. And so it's worth the extra effort, um, whatever that may be, whether it's a transportation delay, mechanic delay, many of the delays that we experience. Um, obviously it's a bigger forum. And so it does pay for those delays. Um, but a lot of times time of time value of money also is um, relative. And when you can get the car in and out and the check received in a matter of one week, um, that also was very beneficial. Nice. And Scott France, what about you? What's your percentage between corporate 90, auctions and independent? 90% independent. Nice. Gary. Sorry, Gary. Well, uh, GSP ran most through COVID 100% at Greensboro Auto Auction for a little bit to the Mannheim sales. We're trying to, uh, what was that? <laughs> oh, it's all right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was a station identification. <laughs> Go, <on>, Jerry. <laughs> I got sidetracked. <laughs> That's all right. We're, we're, yeah, go ahead, Jerry. Please. Mainly Greensboro. Jerry's a little bit. We got. He's uh, tripled his fleet size in the last two years, so we're we're trying to spread our wings a little bit. And quite honestly, uh, one of the big chains today was very disappointing. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, I noticed that all of you mentioned compliance, or half of you mentioned compliance. Um, I did see Michelle asking a question about PII in the uh, comments section. So uh, how many of you guys require that PII to be deleted before a sale? Of course, Scott, yes, France. Yep. Technically, he did go first now. He raised his hand. Yes, yes. Yeah, same thing, same thing. But... Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do not delete the data. Um, that was a choice made by the owners. Unless it becomes mandated by the government, then we will do it. Um, it's an additional cost, and we already have a lot of costs, and we're a subprime finance company, and so we chose not to unless it's mandated got it and and for full clarification we we're taking it on a case-by-case -case basis as our inventory has evolved we're getting newer cars with uh e enormous uh loads of data on there so we're uh we're taking those on a case-by-case -case. but you know my my 96 intrepid i'm gonna let that be well does it have an api <laughs> i well, it's interesting, and I'll just share this real fast. I know that Joe's waiting, but um, when I bought a used Tesla, and when I received it, I could go to the guy that owned my car. I could go to his house, his work, his mom's house. I could go anywhere he had ever put in, you know, the maps section. But what was even worse was it took more time than it should have for them to put my information in and take his out. So I had to charge because they had not installed my charger in my home yet. 
So when um, I just had to go to a supercharger and plug in and um, the guy that owned our vehicle before us paid for my first charge because that was the only way to pay for it was the credit wow. that was in the vehicle. Wow. <laughs> well, so, PI is important is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> and you mentioned Joe, so we don't want to keep him on the line since he is the solution provider. Right. So all right. right. Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to take the mic for a second. Thank you all for standing by. Joe, thank you for being so patient. Uh, what we're doing here is we're back on camera one. We're also in the live chat. Please do help me welcome back onto ATI Auto Business, Joe Miller. Um, he is in charge of client success and much more at Auto IMS. Oh, it would be good if I, uh, if I hit the doorbell. Um, all right, Joe, please do get ready to join us. And thanks again for jumping in the live chat. And Penny Wana had a really good question. How do auctions lose your business? So yeah. we're going to get to that as well. Joe, can you see us and hear us okay? I can. Can you see me and hear me okay? See you. We can hear you. Please say hello again before we jump into this amazing conversation that we're having. Hello again before we jump into this amazing conversation. Yes, Wait yes. For it. It's Joe Miller. Are... No. Wait. Joe Miller. Sold. Wait. Yes. Yes. <laughs> dying for that. Is your I bell I told you I needed bedazzled? A bell. Oh, come on. No way. Of course he got a bell. All right, but do you have that? Okay. Joe, take it away, please. Say hello. Thank you so much for taking the time. No, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I was doing better listening. I've learned so much tonight. This, uh, this great panel, great discussion. Amazing. Jamie and Kelly. Uh, sorry, Jay, but it looks like uh, you've got some. Gonna, I'll see you guys later, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the girls were taking over tonight. Taking over. Awesome. The Scots are great. It's great to hear from Jerry again. And of course, uh, Sheila, a lot of good insights there. Um, I can't help but think about this whole concept of courting the consigner, not to bring us full circle back to your title of your show, Jay, but there was so many. Uh, and really that was their idea, Kelly and Jamie's idea. I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, there's, there's no new ideas to present that weren't already presented tonight. So, I mean, I heard... Uh, I heard Scott Musa talk about a lot of, about a lot of things, but um, data came up. Uh, Sheila mentioned relationship, relationship, relationship. Of course, um, Ty mentioned early in the call. I think it was Ty follow through, doing what you say you're going to do. Um, Scott France. Um, I think the gist of what I heard you say was this idea of reputation, reference, and referral. Right? If um, you guys are working with each other and, and coordinating, so you can find the best service. But I just keep all those things bring me back to all the different levers because a, a commercial consigner is not a commercial consigner is not a commercial consigner, right? There, you, you can you can create that bucket, we can create all the panels you want, but each one of you guys are hitting and gals are hitting those levers, your big levers in different ways. And it is such a complex soup. And just when you think you got a rhythm, whether you're an auction or a transportation uh, company, a carrier, a broker, or you're a software provider like my company, the, the, the macro environment blows up and you got to get in a whole new rhythm. So um, it's that takes a lot of work and a lot of handholding back to the relationship, back to this, just just staying in touch and, and really listening and learning to define mutual partner-driven success between the two parties that are working together. 
Whoa. That's the rant. I've been holding on yeah. to that rant for like Whoa. 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah. He is good. He is amazing. So I'm excited that you're here, Joe. Oh, I'm fired up. I love this topic. Well, so, it, yeah, please take it away. Back, going back to Penny Wana's question, because I had the same question. Um, that, you know, we learned how the consigner, how the auctions win your business. Uh, how do they lose your business? Hmm. Jerry, Jerry, go first. Jerry. <laughs> Did we lose Jerry? No. No, you can't hey. lose his business. Don't lose Jerry's business, Don't man. Don't lose Jerry's Jerry. Don't do it. Jerry, we want to know. Jerry says, not don't clean my cars when yeah. I show up. <laughs> you have lost my business. Someone said Jerry must he have had to go. He's day. outside cleaning them right, right now. Yeah. He's, them. He's on the phone with the guy because it just right. made a memory. I'm going to call that guy right now. All right, so have had a great day. Think of how many years Jerry got that call. Probably not too many of them because Greensboro did, did a great job, I'm sure, under his leadership. But. I was one of Jerry's first clients. 30 years ago, back up in Greensboro. And there was a way we wanted cars reconned. And to his point, it's the easiest way to lose my business is not being able to recon a car. Mm -hmm. Is going out there and and what he experienced tonight, yeah, you get three strikes and you're out on that, is number one. The, the, Data side is also extremely important. I think Sheila touched on the CRs. Um, everyone's different opinions on CRs and not getting them right, not having enough information to, to effectively floor the cars. Too many inconsistencies. Easiest way for that's where we've dropped them. The other one is the bullion. The big a lot of the auction centers saying, "Here's how you're going to do things," and no, that's not the way I'm going to do things. I'll go somewhere else where I'll do things the way I want to do things. So um, ego plays a real big part. And there's been a lot of business change over to a lot of the independents because of ego. Hmm. Well, and I want to ask Scott Musso this because he brought up the um, point that eventually you start you know, you're the little guy and then you, you get all these cars and then they want your business. But um, are they, yeah. now I'm forgetting my question. <laughs> are they going to win it back after they've lost it? So I had, there was an auction in the Midwest who was chasing a major captive. This is years ago, years ago. Um, and what they did is they took a lot of the small consigners like us at the time, and we were back burner. It was, we we're so focused on, capturing this consigner. Well, I moved across state lines to another auction, which at five cars a month on a Friday, turned out to be my two-time auction of the year over the last few years. And I would get a call after they lost that big consigner a couple of years later, hey, we want you back. Well, what I don't do is I don't reward really good performance with a champ challenge. If, if, you've, if you've done your job, if you've done what we've agreed you're going to do, if the numbers bear, I'm not going to go anywhere, right? I mean, if you, it, it, it's there. And so I, 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 don't feel, I don't feel the need to reward somebody with, uh, with another test. You passed. Um, if things start to slip, 
if we're noticing things that are becoming a challenge, if, if you have a set group of processes that you follow through and you start to stop following through on them, if, if certain things stop happening in a timely manner or at all, if your, your buyer base dips to where the money isn't there anymore for my cars, those are all things we'll look at. But if you're humming along, no, we're going to stay past. We're going to, we're going to be good. Um, and again, that's, that speaks to the relationships. Um, uh, and again, that's, that's just the way I do it. Well, I want to thank Jamie for that filler question because, and I just, I'm to the age where if I don't write that note, then I'm going to lose it. So, um, my question was going to be about the process. So when you switch from, from the big guys to a little guy, do they have the infrastructure to, um, to handle your volume? Well, and again, yes, now they do. I mean, several years ago, it wasn't a lot of volume to really worry about, right? It, it wasn't like a big staffing uh, push to, to get guys on the ground to handle all the recon, right? We're talking five, maybe 10 cars a month. So it was in, in these circumstances, we grew with the auction to where I started with five cars. Now I'll run 40 or 50. Um, and so we've grown with the auction and it's like that with many sales. Now, if it is a brand new sale and I'm moving out of a, of a major market where I have a lot of volume, I really have to walk through the processes. I have to make sure that they are, they have what we need to, to be successful there. And again, repossessions are a little different than, than a fleet car or an off rental or, or these because you've got consumers, you've got, you've got reinstates, you've got CFPB, you've, you've got all these things that we have to make sure are, are, are good or, or functioning to where we're able to successfully sell there without uh, getting into hot water down the road. Great. To all the all the transporters uh, listening out there in ATI world, um, the trick is to not get intimidated by the vocabulary if you're not familiar with it. Uh, but it's also to learn it, right? So Scott's Good indicating call. some of his levers. If you're if you're a lender, yeah. uh, and and in certain, especially it could be geographical in certain states. Um, you know, certain compliance related things are going to trump other. Uh, potentially monetary benefits to your service, whether that's a discount. So not always about selling, it's about being able to deliver and to be able to understand who the client is and what is most important to them in any particular scenario. And the nice thing about uh, these guys here is this industry is so approachable. And I, I it's been such a breath of fresh air being in remarketing because you know what? ask the dumb what feels like a dumb question why do meteors land in craters it's that's the only dumb question right so it's scott i'm sorry what does cfpb mean take me through it help me help help me help you you know the Unfortunately, Consumer Finance I know very protection well. bureau it is a federal agency that started after fi larger finance companies gone after smaller and mid-sized finance companies and uh it is it is one that we and y'all need to be very aware of. Um, I, I will tell you years ago, I was at a recovery conference and they were talking about it and it was everything, right? It was all about agencies and, and uh, uh, portfolio debt. And it, it was it was three years before it showed up at Used Car Week. I mean, I think the remarketing space was behind the CFPB um, it, as it relates to, to the recovery side, they were, they were ahead of it because it, it was hitting them first, right? But we started talking about about uh, data, we start talking about fee schedules. Uh, I, I had one person talk to me about a dollar for auto IMS, Joe, uh, 
my auto IMS fee from the auction was off by a dollar on two accounts. And they said, hey, ah, what about this? And luckily I had backup and I here, you're, you're good, leave me alone. They're like, okay. But it, that was the light bulb for me. It's a dollar. And, but because I was wronging the consumer with a higher deficiency balance of $1, it was on their radar. And it was part of a, a, a larger look, but it, it's something that, although what we think it waned a little bit during the Trump administration, I think it's, it's starting to come back up again um, to where it's, it, it's real. And it's something that we all are very aware of on, on our side of the desk. Second mention of a problem relating to like one or two dollars, by the way, right, Ty from Scott? He's not letting you off the hook. <laughs> no, he <can't> that. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> That's the second dollar mention. Um, yeah. When you were talking about data, Scott, earlier, and um, you know, you were talking about how important that is, I know that we've talked in the past about vehicle history and how knowing if there's an announcement on that vehicle before it gets to the auction where it's going, that that is a benefit. Mm. Um, and we've partnered with Auto IMS, so that's available. Um, what does that, like how does vehicle history play into what you guys are doing at the auction? I will tell you, it. The, the most time where I will use that is when I'm making a reconditioning decision, a major reconditioning decision. Okay, I'm going to drop a transmission in this car for, for three grand. Oh, wait a minute. It's had seven owners, six accidents, and it's a branded title. Maybe I won't, right? <laughs> and so I will, I will go to Auto IMS and I will put, we have an auto check account, but I will go right there and look at it and uh, take a look and I'll pull the other guys too, just so I'm clear. Um, but I, I will make sure that there's no flags on that vehicle that that will uh, that will stop me from recouping my recon dollar. But that's where I use it the most. Um, we'll also use it when we're looking at flooring the vehicle for, you know, maybe a vehicle that isn't a recon type item, but we're, we're looking at flooring, understanding that the dealer is going to be pulling these reports. The dealer is going to bid accordingly and understanding why uh, is a good way to get your car sold on the first run. You know, oh, it's a $10,000 car. Well, no, you've got an odometer problem and four accidents. The dealer knows this. You should know it too. But that way you can price it accordingly and, and convert properly. Convert yeah. is when you sell the car you run. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There's and a I'm lot curious. of opportunities that, and in addition to what Scott said, I mean, we're doing that, but we're now what we're looking at is the befores. So, example, a transporter goes to pick up a vehicle or a repossession agent picks up a vehicle. Sheila pointed out the smart CRs. Um, there's applications out there now to where um, a repossession agent can, when a vehicle comes in, they can use one of the apps that's out there for CRs, take the pictures of the vehicle, lid automatically identifies the damage on the vehicles. And then when a transporter picks it up, then we want the transporters to take the pictures using the same application. And then when it arrives at auction, then we use the auction CRs. So we've got history all the way through, right? There's no argument on the transporter saying, no, we didn't damage it, or the repo agent saying, we didn't damage it, or the auction saying, no, we didn't damage it. It gives us record all through the, throughout the process. So we're starting to look at new technologies like that and push them further 
downstream, upstream, whatever you want to call it, to protect the auctions, protect the transporters, and and starting at the beginning. Now, not to Scott touched on a point, and because I think we have an audience that uh, is really honed into the transport space, I I will tell you if you're not taking pictures when you pick it up from the repossessor, you're setting yourself up mm -hmm. um, because the repossessor is taking a picture when he gets it. The auction is taking a picture when they get it. And if the damage isn't on the repo guy's picture, although it could have happened on his lot, getting that picture there. We had one recently where there was damage. Called the auction. It was primarily a dealer auction prior to us getting there. And they actually took offense to me asking them, hey, can, you, can we walk through this damage and figure out where it happened? Because it was your contracted transporter. Uh, it turns out they didn't take pictures. Um, so it's probably a really, if you're not doing it from a consigner side, I'm going to tell you, it makes our life easier. We have to dive into these things. It, it speaks to the consumer and, and, and the, the car that they, that we repossess versus the car that they get back on a reinstate. Um, but ha having the three pictures from repo to pick up to drop off makes it really easy to find out where damage happened if it didn't back up. So did that end up on your list of requirements? Um, I, I'm going to tell you, it was two weeks ago. So it, it is something that I've been, as I'm, I've onboarded two auctions since then, and it has come up, but I haven't doubled back through the other sales, which is probably something that I will, uh, I'll look into. I, I'm just going to say, I hope there are no transporters watching that don't take pictures. <laughs> Please. I don't want to. Well, I like yeah. what Scott Francis was saying, though, because we've been saying this for a long time. By the way, we're friends with the repo gang now. Did you know that? That's great. We had to bury our repo hammer. It's gone. We can, we don't have, we're transport guys. We had to get rid of the repo hammer. But we've been saying this for a long time. If there was technology, when we go to pick it up, it would be awesome that we didn't have to spend our – I mean, and people – what's it take, Ty? One minute to take a couple pictures? Maybe. I don't know. But it's but, like when you – you know, it. it Average, somebody else has already done it average yeah. person renting a car s s s s s just you know scratches yep. everywhere here i'm done yep. the new the new smart applications now it's great you pull the picture up your phone up holds it up and has a template of the vehicle fit it into the template take it next 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 and it's amazing the detail it pulls out on on any scratches dings dents whatever it is so it, it, the applications are out there for it. This is a moment for pause. AI, it's not standard everywhere, just like transporters taking photos. But but we're in this. We're in a paradigm shift here of mm. AI. Because I I can't say that I know which transporter AI vehicle inspection app is commonplace. I actually don't know the answer to that. I should in two years, but. Are, Scott, are you saying then that you know of an AI vehicle inspection app that you prefer? I am. Would Would you tell us what it is? Pave. Pave. P A B E. P A B E. I know P -A -B -E, those guys. Like paved road. P A B E. Okay. I'm gonna look this up. You know yeah. those guys. I know these guys. They do. We'll ha We'll have to have them on. Wow. Oh, you know everybody. Wow. <laughs> Paved vehicle inspection. I am okay. Oh, she's got, she's got their car. car. What? <laughs> Joe <laughs> Stellar. It's crazy. It's a, a little bit of applause. applause. 
Okay, wow. so I think I just found pave.bot, which is an interesting oh, wow. it is, uh, uh, link. Is, oh, that, Scott's is that, got some. Is it pave.bot? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Francis was, is your guy, and Mike I'll post Francis. the contact information. All right, well, we have to have Mike on the show now. Uh, yeah. I mean, is I want to know any more. any relation to Scott France? Nope. <laughs> Almost caught him with a the conflict there. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so close. <laughs> Nepotism. Wow. Uh, so you were talking about digital, and I wanted to go circle back real quick because one of the questions that I had, you know, I asked you what type of auctions and the percentages. One thing that hasn't been brought up and I think is um, a little wild is the ACV auctions of the world, the digital options. Do you guys do any of that? I do more than I than I ever have, and uh, part of that is as my portfolio evolves a little bit. I I'm I'm probably one of the little old guys that you know you want to smell it, taste it, touch it, and I think the dealers are the same way. Um, so when you're dealing with a vehicle that may have a few challenges, I, I believe your top dollar comes in when they can shove their head in there and smell the car, or when they can they can listen to the engine, when they can do these things. So it is as my portfolio has evolved and my cars have gotten better that more and more are going upstream. Um, we, we put them up in a weekly sale with our, with our parent company and we're having some success in there um, on the newer uh, fresh run stuff. And so what percentage? You know, I, 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 I completed a sale the other day and I think we, we came in at about 40% conversion. And I set the floors just because I'm an in-lane guy. I set the floors at the money, right? There, there's no variant from that. It's, it's going to go here or it's going to go in the lane. Um, and I do it. It's only going to be no sales from an independent sale because they get first bite of the apple. Or it'll be first runs at that major national player because it's just left pocket to right pocket at that point. It's the same thing. So, Anyone else? No. So um, what about uh, wrapping online versus in lane? And you mentioned you're more old school. So do you have a preference or do you do, were you one of the people during COVID who said, you know what, this might be a little easier? So we stopped traveling, right? Just because we had to. Um, yeah. And as soon as things lifted, um, I, I think part of to, to Sheila's point was, I wanted to get back out. I wanted to make sure you know, auctions lost staff, processes fall by the wayside, new people coming on. You walk into a sale two years later, you know, you might know a few people, but you know, the, the ones that were doing the legwork were gone. And so you had to make sure, I wanted to make sure that processes were still in line and being done. Um, we, we're back full-time traveling. We're my guys are out, you know, every week. Um, I get out there a few times a month as well, uh, just because I still like to kick tires. Um, but uh, it is it is something that we we got back to as quickly as we could, um, uh, as soon as restrictions lifted. Well, we're out on it. We didn't go back to the old travel schedules. We're more in an audit basis. A lot of times, it'll be a surprise. We're here. And so we can make sure that the work's being done instead of just doing it when they know we're going to be there. So um, 
Angela actually said that in the comments earlier. She says she's just waiting for you to step in and wipe your white glove across the vehicle. <laughs> she would know. Now we know where you're going she next. <laughs> what about you, Sheila? I know you, you like to go to the auctions. I do love the auctions. I love kicking the tires and I love the energy in the lanes. And unfortunately, there's not too much energy in the lanes at times. However, there are there are still auctions that do huge promos and huge things to bring dealers in. And I know that's kind of um, a little bit conversely of what we're talking about today. And I'm trying to keep everybody home or buying cars in their office and on their laptop and no need to go to the auction. But there's a number of auctions that spend quite a bit of money trying to bring the dealers back in. Um, Texas, uh, Mannheim's Texas Hobby is one of them that I can think of. They have a tremendous, huge monthly budget for uh and every single month they've got an, an event um, and dealers just come in from all over just to attend that event. So it's a little bit odd. Um, they're still practicing the old school ways and I love every minute of it. And I have a flight to Houston next week and I can't wait. Um, mm -hmm. But I have reps that are out every week um, selling. Um, we're, not as, we're not at every single auction that we um, sell at. We, I just don't have that many reps. Um, but we attend the, the major auctions that we sell at. Um, we were very very quick to get back out on the road. As soon as I could get somebody who was comfortable flying, I put them on a plane. Um, I flew the whole time. I just flew to whoever was open. I went. Um, Cause I just, I just felt that was needed to be done. And um, did you rep online during? Yes, we rep online. We simulcast. Yeah, yeah, we're online. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, my, the, my guys but, were, were chomping at the bit to get back out. It was probably more yeah. their wives wanted them out. But yeah, they, they were ready to go. So does yeah. that mean that the audience that we have here tonight prefers in-lane versus online? Online? Online versus in-lane. On-lane. The new hybrid. On-lane. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Simul-sale, simulcast, <laughs> in-lane, online. Simul-sale. Yeah, simul-sale. Simul-sale. Yeah. That's right here tonight. <laughs> Love it. I, mean, I think quick. everybody agrees the digital culture is necessary, right? It's the society it that we live in. You know, and one big thing that we didn't talk about is that some of these auctions, you know, like, for example, eBlock, and many of them, ACV, many of them, they sell the vehicles right where the vehicles are located. So there is no transport involved. And that, that diminishes the transportation damages, the cost going from here to there. The dealer can just say, hey, I know the vehicle is located at this location. That works for me. He can transport it if, he, if, he, if he's the purchasing buyer. And there is no, um, the auctions are almost in a sense used for marshalling yards in the sense. Um, so that's becoming a big, um, um, a big push as well to just kind of sell the car where the vehicle is and some of our cars they end up in really remote spots and i'm really that really does sound appealing to us because trying to move it three or four hundred miles just to where a human lives um it is very costly just to try to find a, an auction close to that car sometimes um you just bring the auction to the car and yeah, um, you know and, and to sheila's point i mean i I've, I've walked down that road my i i had a whole premise of sell it where it sits and the challenge that i ran into was the repossessor didn't have space for it and when you talk about nois you know in some states it'll sit for 10 15 and if you send an noi into a california account outside of california it's 20 days right so the repossessor is nickel and diamond every day and also telling you to get that car off a lot because i got five others coming in 
So that was the challenge I ran into with the, the sell it where it sits. And then it's the, it's the, the personal property. It's the, it's the, the wiping the death off the seats. It's the, it's the everything that has to happen to a repossession. But uh, I had walked down that road a couple of years ago and it was, it was a challenge for me to, to, to find a way home on that. Yeah, to any degree, you're selling it in just the state it's, it was repossessed in. That is a challenge in itself because uh, we do experience biohazard and we do experience a number of things obviously are not um, very sellable marketing tools. <laughs> What percentage are you doing on eBlock, Sheila? Because that's who you use, right? Actually, none uh, yet. Again, that's um, something we're looking into. I'm I'm very curious about that platform, and so that will be something that we'll be doing in 2023. Um, and I'm going to explore that as well. Um, but we're digital, and we 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 haven't done too much of the sell it where it is because of the repossession. Um, and because of the personal property and because of the different uh, limitations that we do have, and they are right that repossession companies have limited space. They want the vehicles off um, as soon as possible. So, um, you know, that, that is where the vehicles are, so, are sold is at the auction um, for the most part. You looked like you were getting excited about that. Uh, yeah, that's, again, the, when, we're looking at how, do we, how are we going to do it tomorrow instead of how have we always done it. And the remote location um, scenario is something that we're utilizing mobility companies for. So we can ground vehicles where they lay. Um, and from the transportation aspect, what we're doing is we're partnering into some of the software that we've got where a client can bid on a car. Let's say it's in Peoria and Illinois and the, the buyers in Atlanta, Georgia, where they can automatically click and get fees to transport that vehicle for when they're bidding on that vehicle, they know what the transport costs are going to be. Um, I think that there's huge opportunity, again, going back to using the smart CRs, grounding locations, and then using the transporters on the backside instead of the front side um, to deliver the vehicle where it's going to go. Um, I think it just opens up all sorts of avenues for, for um, selling vehicles at a lower cost. Yeah, mobility is where we're headed, don't you think, in 2023? Most definitely. Yeah. That, that'll that be our one of our next topics, Kelly. Write that down. Mobility. <laughs> so, um, great. Scott, great segue on uh, thoughts for the future, because that was one of the final questions I had on uh, what direction are we heading? What direction are you guys heading? Um, we're, oh, go ahead, Scott. One of, one of the direction we're going right now is, is more of a, a multi-channel marketplace approach to where we're looking at inventory and, and grading out the inventories to identify which channel that the vehicle should be started in, um, i.e. should I offer this up through retail or online retail um, scenarios or does it fit into direct online wholesale or does it need to go directly to the auction? So um, we're looking at, um, I think what the industry has been screaming for years and years and years, we actually been piloting it for a year and had a lot of success using online like car lots, shifts, 
and those type of vehicle or uh, entities to liquidate collateral for us. So it creates creates a waterfall approach. Yeah. Anyone else want to speak to? I, I think as as the technology has evolved, uh, the the end for for us as as I see it is a hybrid between the two. I I still think the uh, the nine year old hundred sixty thousand mile car doesn't do as well online as it does in link. Mm -hmm. I think the dealer wants to know what he's buying, uh, especially at those low price points. So it, it is finding that 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 hybrid, similar to what Scott said. You're looking at the car. Okay, where does this do best? Um, and, and as our portfolio evolves, more and more will be going up that way, uh, or or running in bulk, uh, depending on the uh, on the auction partner. Um, but I think that there's there's a hybrid approach that in just finding the right dials um, that you turn to to make sure you got them in the right spot. And that's something that I've been working toward for the last couple of years. And again, COVID taught us that it can happen, right? So the, the dealers who, you know, I, I, I'm from back in the old days where you, you walk around Cade with your Kelly Blue Book in your back pocket because, you know, you didn't have smartphones back then. And so it, it has evolved to where, you know, they're running reports right there on their phone before they bid. They're pulling their MMRs. They're doing everything they need to do. Uh, I just think it's going to go that next level. And But, but you've got to have both. Uh, Especially for that 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 age unit with a little that needs a little more love. Is Jerry still on the call? Because it no. no okay so and Sheila you mentioned you uh, is there anything you want to add? I know you said um, you know you're looking for 2023 to do some of the digital. Um, We're just looking for work. different platforms. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, I hate to just stick with, you know, we you know, put the car on OVE and consider that sufficient. Um, that's great, but that's just one platform. And we would like to start. Um, we're expecting the volume to um, increase. We have already dramatically increased this year and we haven't even reached Christmas. And so we're actually just because of the, the way the loans were purchased, the type of um, environment that we now have in terms of um, disposable <laughs> It's almost like a disposable world. If you don't want it anymore, or you're just tired of it. You just get rid of it. You can't afford it. You just get rid of it. Regard, and you don't really process the repercussions of that. Perhaps like a lawsuit and garnishing of your wages, which is what we're going to do for you. Um, and so, a lot of people in this world and today, they just kind of, well, you know, I love the BMW, and but I'm just over it. And they just turn it in and they volunteer the car. And so we're, we're just seeing a lot of inventory. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of inventory more so than what we, I think, anticipated. I think a lot of people will. And, um, and so I think, um, as somebody mentioned earlier, the older vehicle is definitely one that needs to run in the lanes. The dealers do need to hear the, anything that's over 100,000 miles, which is, a, which is a portion of our vehicles. Um, we do reserve um, dealer, dealer purchases, and so we, we do have the older units. We do have the brand new ones as well. It's just franchise, franchise unit with 10,000 miles, and it's just retail ready, ready to go. We have those units as well. And so... Um, I just actually think that based on the inventory and based on the volumes, um, we're going to explore as many platforms as we can um, that'll utilize the type of vehicle that we have and that'll bring us the best money. And it's not always going to be in the lanes, but it's not always going to be digital as well. Well, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it was you guys that drove the auctions into technology. So I, I think the way that I want to sum this up is, or well, bring it full circle is what is your advice to auctions right now um, in order to be sustainable in the future 
what do you recommend they start do focus start doing focusing on or what direction should they be headed um for us the the, the biggest critical thing that we have is the lack of communication um that results in delays um someone gets an email somebody we need to have the car checked out we can find out that the car is um, dash lights on, whatever. Let's get that car checked out. Let's find out if we can get this repaired. Um, there's just a delay um, with the, if we're, if, if it's a larger auction and we're, and we're only running a small cars, a small handful, of, a small sale, then, then um, we suffer from lack of attention and getting things done. Um, and so Kelly, you've talked about a lot of times that you're, you, you are proficient in other businesses as digital workflow. We've talked about that on the side, how the auctions captive need to prioritize in terms of um, this email came in first. We need to handle it, um, regardless if it's a miscellaneous account or if it's Ford or Toyota or whomever. Um, all emails need to be handled in, the, in a timely manner. Same thing with the mechanic. You know, they just need to be coming off of a you know, some sort of a queue. So and that's digitally uh, the way the work should be going. Um, I think that that's what we're hoping for. Um, a little bit more um, streamline on that procedure. I think that there's a little bit of a clog there. I think everyone likes to go digital, but then I think that they need the technology to back that up. And um, Kaylee, like Kaylee, like you say, everyone has um, technology, but I think in order to become better at it, and as in this new world that we're we're heading, um, the technology needs to be to follow along with that um, and take us and, and take us. And I don't think it's doing it that right now. I think we've got we got we got it going, but we need a little bit more. Yeah. Scott's? Same question. I, th I think, I mean, the auctions know how to sell cars. There's no doubt about it. I think that they need to look at, all right, what's tomorrow going to look like and all the ways that they can leverage their facilities um, le and leverage their services. Um, we mentioned mobility. Mobility is going to be a huge piece where they can utilize their shops, their their asphalt and everything else. I think that in tomorrow, tomorrow's world that they're gonna have to be more than auto auctions. I think they they're, they can leverage all the different services that they have to provide and not, not focus on cars crossing the block. I mean, they may be able to recon one car 15 times before it goes across the block generate revenue off that through marshalling and so on and so forth so i think there's a lot of opportunities for them um if they broaden their focus think outside the blocks yeah well we've actually heard that too um, oh i see what you did there yes <laughs> one of um an auction that uh is a good friend of mine said that right now they, their auction is making more money off of storing vehicles than they are selling vehicles. So Scott France, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like that is where we are going to see the future. I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I think just in, in the big picture, it's, it's important. And, and I don't, I don't envy them at all because they have to respond to what is coming from their customers, the consigner. But it is understanding some of these things take a while. Like the, the e, I, there's an auction I know that's trying to do the EV thing. They've been working through permitting for two years now, right? So it is 
they they, they started early enough where they'll probably be okay. But I, I mean, I think the the big suggestion is you don't fall behind. However, I put a caveat on that. Says I don't know what not to fall behind in though, because I don't know what the next thing is that I'm going to ask you to do uh, after I go to use car week. And say, oh, now you should do this too because I I sat through a a, a breakout group. So it is a it, it's not an enviable position, and I I give kudos to my options who are they're able to to keep pace with what's going on. But to hone in on it more, is there something that um, you know? If there, if it could be improved at the auction, that you would refrain from sending cars to some other digital platform or something like that, what could be improved there? Um, yeah, you know. So, and again, my use of digital speaks to the car itself, right? And I still believe the the older age unit that needs love. I mean, in in today's CR world, as good as some of them have gotten, are still not there where you can get an accurate assessment as a buyer of what that car is in the age unit. So you're going to bid that car thinking, okay, well, this could be wrong and this could be wrong, but I just can't tell from the pictures of the CR. And so I'm going to bid understanding that this is probably wrong. And then the, the money's lower, right? And it's, again, as, as far as we've gone, we're still not there. Yeah. Right? It, I mean, ACB came out with that that undercarriage. I thought that was the slickest thing out there, and that was a good step, right? I mean, but there's there's still a little ways to go, and, and there's you know the, the technology's coming. But again, until you can get a true sense of that 140,000 mile 10 year old car um, that's marked as is to understand what you're buying as is, um, I, I think the digital space will still be lacking those cars. Jamie, do you have any questions? Don't. I um, think this is a good place to wrap it up because we yes. are already over, but it's been so exhilarating that you yes. know, we couldn't stop everybody. So, <laughs> um, Joe, do you have any last minute comments? I know that you are uh, our segue, kind of the go-between between auction and consigner and you, and a you great closer. Facilitate a lot of this. So. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> you guys said it all. The only thing I would say is I'm 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 here for it, man. I mean, it's I I think uh, there's room for everyone here's success and all the other partners we're talking about that aren't necessarily represented on the call because uh, we get to hear and talk about it. We often do, and uh, I just love sitting here listening and hearing you guys talk about your individual goals, challenges, thoughts for the future, and whatever small role we can play. I'm happy to play it and hope we can continue to expand it just as i know kelly and jamie are you guys did a great job and uh jay and ty thanks for the forum tonight uh and thanks everyone for contributing this is fun fun conversation wow thank you, thank you. Thank you. Really you guys Join, jumping on and st and hanging with us and if there's anybody wow. still in the chat at 9 35 <laughs> yes thank there's you people here i don't know you know if they <laughs> forgot that you know we're we're in a live stream. We've been here forever. This is the way life is, <laughs> right? But I mean, this is automotive, so you know. Georgia had an entire election during the course right. of this. <laughs> They've already had the the recall and the runoff and the yeah. Uh, so Joe, how did it come out? I love being surrounded by people who are passionate about what they do, and that's what really draws me to this industry. Um, and keeps me motivated every day. So thank you all for 
taking part in in the launch of the Jamie and Kelly show. We That's don't have right. a formal name yet, but yeah. wait for it. It's here, coming. Here. I love we it. The, logo. Oh. the t-shirts will be out soon. Yeah, though. Great. Right. Thank you. What's even more fun, and, I'm, and I am going to shut up after this, <laughs> is that it's, we it, did get to hang out with all of our friends online, and yeah. um, we appreciate the, you guys for joining us. I know that, you know, Scott Musso and Scott France, I asked you guys last minute, and you jumped on, yes. and I mean, I just feel like the show um wouldn't have been as successful without you two. So thank you. And Sheila, thanks for Sheila, sticking with us yes. and being the first one to say yes. that. We yes. appreciate you. And um, yes, and to all of our support online, we, we really appreciate you guys. Seeing all of our friends popping in there, it uh, in warms my show. heart. <laughs> really well said. Yes, you all were fantastic. This was a really great show. And thank you, Jamie. And Kelly, and Kelly, really, yeah. thank you for helping us put this together and taking the reins. Did good, ladies. Yeah. Good job. It was awesome. You guys are going to be pro in a week. Hey, let's do this. Since we're here in our final moments, everybody wave at the camera. I'm going to hit the applause button again. Pretend we're on the roller coaster. and we're, You know, this might end up on LinkedIn. I don't know. You know. So, really, thank you all so much for such a great show. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. It's hard to say goodbye, isn't it? It's just hard. All right. We'll see you all later. We'll see you soon. We'll Bye. talk soon. Call my people. Have my people talk to your people. You know, I couldn't help but think um, what, um, since you guys are still there, I couldn't help but think uh, Sheila was talking about uh, communication and yeah. staying in touch. I don't know if you know this. You don't. You may. Do you know what the kids use to stay in touch with each other? Right? Because they're on their phones, right? And they're, you know, cars yeah. are coming and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you know what they do is they use this uh, technology called Discord. Have you heard of this? I have not. All the kids know about this. You go anywhere and say I've Discord and they're going to, yeah, they're all going to, they all know or they're going to pretend they don't. And, um, you know, but they all, and they use Discord. And I know, like, anytime anything's happened on TV, I have two boys, they're on Discord, and they're chatting, and they know everything immediately that all their friends are thinking the same. And they're sharing memes. And, I mean, if we had, like, an automotive Discord, and it may not be realistic because we're not the generation. Okay, no, Kelly but, can create this for us. Oh, well, well here we well, go. Well, we call that Slack in our generation. So right. we have Slack. It's, yeah, exactly. Our generation has Slack. To, I'm, a, I'm know, texting my daughter right yeah. now. She's she knows if she says she doesn't know Discord, I will be shocked. Okay, I hope she didn't fall asleep yet. But she's on Discord. I'm telling you, the, uh, all the kids are on, on Discord, <laughs> and you can share it. Like, not. like in, in automotive, and so here we go. Yeah, the uh, the ABC Discord version. You could share. You could share the undercarriage, and now you're sharing a CR, and now you're saying that's crazy, and then someone else's, and it's it's absolutely immediate communication with anybody you want to, and you have different threads, just like Slack. Yeah. So um, my kids have not answered that question yet, but okay. my husband, who is a high school principal, 
jumped oh, in oh, um, yeah. and said, I don't know anything about it, but what? it is a pain in my ass. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't know how to use it. I just know of it. And I know they're hooked she on it. She knows what it is. Okay. She doesn't have it, but she does know what it is. I've never heard of it. And it so. could be a younger thing. I don't know if it's tweens or teens or whatever, but. Oh, and it could be she has it and she's just not telling me. Well, so. there you go. Exactly. She doesn't want you on her Discord. Well, I will say my 21, who will be 22 next month, just said no. What is it? Okay. So it's no. got to be a younger thing. Yeah. Is um, it like the new Snapchat? Because I remember that came out when my girls were like 13. Snapchat is such a dangerous like landmine. I don't know. You know? I don't, I don't know. But what I mean is like Discord is literally... Because we have a live chat going, right? And the right. live chat helps folks stay connected that aren't on camera, that don't have a microphone. It's it's that, but it's on steroids. So it's every, it's any topic. It could be like, let's say uh, you're watching the VMAs or the CMAs or the MTVs or whatever they have. And each one of those ward shows has its own channel. So it's so like what, a chat room. But it's it and it's all chat rooms connected to one giant mall chat room, oh, so you can jump wow. around to different chat rooms and I mean you can never leave. It's you know it, it's it's the metaverse chat. That's my understanding, and it's you everywhere. Have an you can no, I don't. I've thought about making an ATI account, but I mean then I mean who in automotive goes on Discord? You know, yeah, You'd right. Be way ahead of the curve there. Well, I don't know if anybody would be there. It would be, be me and Ty. No, I'll be and a bunch of teenagers <laughs> that don't know anything about automotive. But um, yeah, no, but it's a fascinating. And so listening to Sheila, I'm thinking about, I'm like, man, and, and you're right, Jamie. Kelly is a perfect uh, conduit to an idea Absolutely. like this. Because how do you, and I ask it, how do you stay connected in a growing digital world? Because you can't have hot dogs in lane eight. Yeah. No, you need that omni-channel experience now because you don't, and that's case in point, you don't know, you know, what people are connected to. And, you know, you bring up Discord and, you know, maybe my, and I bring up Slack and, you know, uh, Jamie brings up Snapchat and, you know, everybody has their kind of thing. Right. So businesses have to be connected into all of those channels. You know, you have to funnel in and it's up to the customer. You know, you're not doing the customer any any type of service if you're not giving them options. And that's what the about fishbowl. Is it fishbowl for like businesses? Fishbowl. Is that what it is? Now you guys are like, just making stuff up. No, I think it's like a <laughs> lot of chat rooms but, for business people. But I think it's like fishbowl is the LinkedIn version for deep. What did you not decode? <laughs> Discord, Discord, Discord. Discord. <laughs> but but you, I think what you're hitting upon is uh, Slack. In the Slack will look so slow to whatever comes next, right? Well, Discord sounds like it's a lot faster than Slack. Oh, it, 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 is. When everybody yeah, was in those chat rooms, yeah. that it's all a video kind of thing. But I mean, and that's what it is. Everything has a camera on it now. I mean, you can't buy anything. That doesn't have a camera attached. That's the selling feature. You know, it seemed like 
20 years ago, we were always worried about Big Brother watching us, and now we're all carrying Big we are, Brother. Yeah, around. right. Now we're all Big Brother. <laughs> Chris Chamberlain says, uh, he, LOL, Jay, my daughter and her friend do these recorded video chat to each other and play them when they have time to watch. So In the fishbowl? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think it has anything to do with fishbowl, but oh, okay. fishbowl. But um, but I, I, but maybe there's this. Yeah, okay, I just want you to know, yeah. fishbowl is your professional community. Oh, it's real. Oh, I didn't yes. Know. Oh, okay. I never heard. I don't know what. It, there's so I much. I think tech. it's what you're talking about with Discord, but it's okay. like the professional version. Oh, so Kelly exactly. just needs to like. I see. She's not just marketing the a automotive product. version of automotive fishbowl. Fish oh, okay. Look it up, Jay. So, I'm just here to teach yeah. you new things. Uh, you know, I love. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah, to I learned a couple things. of new things because I don't know either of those. So, well, maybe so. There's an opportunity here somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Live oh, auction absolutely. chat. Yeah. And if and if we don't figure it out. Somebody with, you know, a billion dollars will do it. That's actually what I say about transportation and all this stuff. Well, is it, that, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, you know, this goes um, into the simulcast aspect, you know, and, and we should have that call one day with Stephanie Miner from Carr, who, Absolutely. you know, she's Velocicast is in all of the Odessa auctions, all of the independent auctions, and it's, well, not all of the independent, but the majority. And, you know, when you advance that technology, which is the, the video side and the audio side of everything, that's where you're going to come into how they can really put in some features that's, you know, based on what's happening out in the world. So I couldn't help but think about I think I asked this to you before, but and I just like to ask questions. Uh, give me the VIN. Did I yeah. ask that before? Mm hmm. Do you know what? Do you know what that is? Give Give me the VIN. I mean, or, I do because that's what my business is. On. I mean, is it you talking about like the phrase "give me a VIN"? Right. Okay. So, thank you. I appreciate that. So, is it is it "give me the VIN" or "give me the VIN"? And it's it. It's at Mannheim, Dallas. Give me the VIN. Here it is. Give me the VIN dot com. Yeah. You, and you you're familiar. You you do know them that no i no, just know okay. that that's what we do as well so i mean you give us the vin and then we tell you everything there is about a vehicle right so this is a company's name give me the vin and if you go to give me the vin.com okay and they're called give me the vin and i just put it in the live chat give me the vin.com and part of in this type of conversation is it's not that i'm trying to give free promotion to anybody but rather, it's a topic of conversation because my understanding is, I can't think of his name, John, he's like a media guy, give me the VIN, and he's at Mannheim, Dallas, and they're taking live auction simulcast to the next level, to where it actually feels like Vegas Sportsbook at the auction. Yeah, and they have a lot of... Um uh tools and features they used to have um what was it called that auction genius which then turned into uh i forgot, i don't know what it's called now it, it keeps evolving into something else but basically it surrounds your dashboard so inside of 
the dashboard is the digital product. Inside of that dashboard is your simulcast and all around it, you yeah. have all of the tools that you need to make quick decisions and, um, you know, and independent auctions are able to go into that flow because, you know, that there's integration everywhere. Um, so like AutoNique from, I don't even know whose company is, but, you know, there's- But I so love, right, we're talking about this. Car exactly. now, yeah. yeah, Car kept AutoNique. Yeah, so it's, you know, the, they do promote, just like with OVE and, and all the, you know, the independent auctions are customers to all of these uh, larger, the corporate auctions with the technology and, um, you know, those type of devices are, you can utilize it with any type of simulcast or, um, you so, know. Well, it looks like Give Me the VIN is more like Appraisal Lane and... Um, those kind of john clay wolf i just thought yes. of the name john clay yeah, wolf but i think the Mannheim dallas is the only location quite like the one that with the screens and it's it's wild it looks very futuristic well so, i mean Mannheim has been pushing towards they don't even have um you know they do remote clerking now they don't even their their whole goal was wow, remote clerking more digital everything digital um and just like you know the panel was saying it's you can't move faster than the customer in not so many words and so you have a lot of dealers the majority of dealers are still they they want a foot on each side of the door if not their entire both feet on um, in the lane or you know some of them are coming around to online but the percentages aren't there yet to say hey let's strictly go digital and do all of this stuff so you know, if the technology moves faster than the customer, um, it, it's just kind of hard to sustain your business in that environment. So it's an excellent point. Yeah, it um, it's like an instant cash offer. And then, um, yeah, John Clay Wolf has a lot of answers on the FAQ. Hmm. But it well, does. Um, it talks about third party leases and buyouts being um, offered on this platform. So you, you just made me think. So you know what we need to do next is we we need to bring the two of you on to a Cars on the Move. Me and Ty and the two of you. And we'll we'll find, you know, more of the reasoning and topic. But it's a different style of show. But you're the perfect duo to join me and Ty on a Friday at noon. Okay. Okay. Done. Just oh, tell us when. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I don't know when. Maybe maybe January. I think I think December is kind of booked and over, um, which might be a new catchphrase. But January or February? Are you all going to NADA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I am. No, you're not. Okay, Jamie, you're going. So what we'll do is, um, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But I like where we're headed. I mean, tonight to, tonight's show was a clear success. I mean, do you feel that way? Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real yeah. success. Yeah, um, it was definitely, you know, and I think we were thinking that with the half hour, like, how are we going to get all these answers in there in that half hour? Because it really is um, a draw, I think, that we don't get to have those discussions enough until you go to a conference, but then everybody isn't sitting together having um, an open dialogue about it, you know, 
you have round tables and stuff at the conferences, but it was good to have this intimate space. So absolutely. And you have so many auctions that want that information, but they're all fighting for the consigners time, right? Going back to courting. I mean, let's be real. Who, who doesn't want to be a consigner? I want to be courted like a consigner. I, mean, I know they get the red carpet, red carpet out every time. Absolutely. And um, yet they don't. Well, it was interesting to hear when they don't. Right. right? Exactly. Wow. Right. So, um, yeah, yes, I wasn't I expecting that. I that wasn't was either. That was yeah. Neat. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good feedback. From the outside looking in, it, you don't see that, right? And it's just yeah. like everything. There's two sides to every story. Every, you know, family doesn't live in a glass house. All of those examples. And you know what I didn't hear that I expected to hear was, um, I expected that they would have a hard time pulling everything from a corporate auction that has, you know, all of the locations in sync to bring to independence and have them handle so much, but like some of them, I felt like there's consigners who are um, kind of chained to their situation just because they have that process in place and they've developed it. But these guys sound like they were, you know, more than happy to distribute their inventory and teach the auctions how to adopt their process. Um, so that's promising. Yeah. The short time that I spent working with consigners, um, I never got the feeling that they were married to a major chain. If anything, I got the feeling that they preferred the intimate um, setting of an independent. And maybe it's just to your point, Kelly, the size, right? So these guys do get their red carpet rolled out for them because of their size equals the size of the auction that they're doing business with versus some of your larger consigners, which we didn't have a Santander or some of those others. I was thinking that too. Night. Well, and, and I, I didn't want to say this because I thought it might sound silly, but when you meet a consigner, is there a way to know what consists of most of the cars that they want to sell, whether it's repossession or rental how do you how do you find out those things because that will help determine other factors of i mean clearly united auto credit corp it can't do uh selling it from the repo lot like you could if you were dealing with you know dealer trade-ins or other types of vehicles that you could sell off of the lot i mean that's why backlot cars is called backlot cars. You right. sell it from the backlot, but you there's no repo lot cars that right. Yeah, no, but repo that's why Jamie was saying earlier, and I think it's our same mutual friend that um, you know found during COVID that they had to expand on their offerings with the auction and was able to um, start marshalling more and, and found a great opportunity and was making a lot of money. Um, from storing vehicles. So, right. you know, people have land and, you know, that they can give up for that case. That's a that's an opportunity. And that's what Scott was saying about auctions need to start thinking outside of just running cars through the blocks and what else they can use their facilities for. So, yeah. And there's, you know, a lot of rumors around what does the future of auto auctions look like? And is it the Amazon sort of a business model where auctions do become the marshalling yard. Um, 
it was interesting to me that not well scott france maybe was leaning more that way but our um other guests were not as online forward um it was still you know sheila was still very much i want to be at the auction on site doing this and then you had well uh, aside from the hybrid and then you had you know scott france who seemed to be a little more you know, preferring the online space. So that was interesting to have the three different perspectives too. Yeah. But, but you know what, they were all in unison when it came to the idea that the world is going digital and you have to be a part of that. So it was, you know, the, they are very realistic about the future. Um, you know, it's like, it's great. The auction industry was great the way it was, but we have to go to where it's going. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, but I mean, I have, a ton of ideas so we could <laughs> yeah. i uh, i have so many ideas but um it's great yeah we uh we were brainstorming today before this but even on this yeah. segment there's so many things that have come out just of tonight's discussion that it, yeah it, it's nice getting that yeah and, and by the way i don't want to kill the mood but we're still live oh. yeah which is great and i this is I know, what ty and i like to do we just keep talking live we're gonna we're gonna have to name this show the after party. Like <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, right. By the way, Sounds I wanted to tell Ty, and I bet you a lot of people have this. Is you try to say hi to Ty in the chat, and you can't because it keeps changing to thank you, and I huh. hasn't given me the little X. So I'm gonna give him a nickname, and every time I come on, I'm gonna and I chat to say hello to him. I'm gonna call him by that nickname. Well, maybe it should be thank you. I thought that's what she was going to say. Thank I really you. did. I was like, she's going to say thank you instead of hi for that. It's awesome. Well. Well. Um, all right. Well, we got to end it sometime. But yeah, we are now. Okay, this show's almost at the three hour mark, which occasionally happens. Um, but what I thought was neat is that um, you all, I mean, you filled. It was 90 at 90 minutes. You still had a great show going. Your guests were great. Both of the Scots. I know it would have been great to have Jerry a little bit longer. He had some great yeah. input. Sheila had so many great points. Uh, and then, yeah, Joe really rounded it out. Penny was in the live chat for a while. I mean, really just a solid uh, a showing. And it's, and it's neat because it, it really does feel like an extension of used car week in many ways. Um, and so it's just, it's wonderful. Great job. Well done. I told you we were going to change your life. Yeah. <laughs> and we have more ideas. Oh, you'll never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you. How'd you like our ca character? <laughs> oh, I loved that. Who, where'd that come from? Kelly. She's the creative. How did you do that? What did you do? Uh, I do graphic design. Graphic design, really cool. Yeah. yeah, no, that was neat. I saw it. I guess I just saw it show up on LinkedIn today, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was really That's, neat. Well, the way you grab t-shirts come out. Oh, well, are you serious? Really? The swag is next. Oh, I have done gosh. that actually. You know, one of our auctions. Um, That'd be neat. One of the uh, one of our auction customers. I did a uh, t-shirt with him as the cartoon and his body was like superman and going like this but it had his 
his name inside his initials inside of the s where the s goes so wow. yeah i've done that, but. wow great we'll keep doing no it really was very creative and 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 thank you for doing that it was cool yeah. good well we're on to something and auto auction the musical Okay. I mean, I've been dying to hear Jamie sing because that's her. You can almost see things like that's a real idea. I know. That's a real I have a daughter in um, college right now that's a junior and she um, is on a musical theater scholarship. So I think we just need to transition this to her and let yeah. her start working yes. on that. And for I'm not going to write it. I mean, it, you, this is your guys' arena, but there's something there. I agree. It could actually be a thing. <laughs> How fun would that be? That would be crazy. And then, you know, like, somebody performs a song from Auto Auction the Musical at a future used car week. I mean, this no. is a crazy idea. You know what would be great? A flash mob at an auction. Oh, yes. That would be, wow. that would be all of a sudden That's in the lane. Idea. Could you imagine? And a bunch of people start coming down. Like, that yeah, I could awesome. see. I did a flash mob before. I used to work for um, a daily deals site, a national site. And at a baseball game, we had a flash mob. And wow. we all, you I've know, we had orange shirts. Oh, really? No. Oh, it was a lot of fun. That it sounds was a lot awesome. Of fun. That sounds neat. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm well Yeah, I'm jump I'm going to I'm going to wrap up the show. So thank you so much. We'll be in okay. touch. Thank you. So right. Thank much you fun. very much. Thank Good you. Good night. Good night. Both of you. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, so here here again. Now I'm jumping off. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, so there's the end of the meeting. Okay, so that was really fun. Um that was check check check. That was a well, my check. Uh, a very interesting show and lots of fun and um, crazy information. So, all right, let's wrap this up. We're at three hours. I want to thank Rapid Recon, Pre-Owned Auto Logistics, Superfellow Systems, Ship Your Car Now, McAllister's Transportation Group. Of course, I want to thank Kelly Bianchi, Auction V Commerce, and Jamie Carpenter, Auto Check Auctions. What a great job putting this show together. In the panel, we had um, Scott uh, Musau from United Auto Credit Corp. We had Scott France, um, and we also had Sheila Tedesco. For a brief time, we had uh, Jerry Barker, and then we had Joe Miller of Auto IMS. Thank everybody in the live chat that showed up. Um, Angela, and Penny, and Michelle, and uh, Eric Elizondo was in here too. Shout out to Eric, and Carrie, and Ron, and uh, Candy at Seaport Service. Chris Chamberlain and Carlos Braxton really do appreciate everybody for saying hello. Thanks again for the uh, super chats there from Superflow Systems and Chris Chamberlain. The channel really appreciates you. Thank you so much for doing that. Please do jump in the live chat every time we have a live show. If you miss the live chat, put it in the comments below. You know if you're watching on demand, in a couple days I'll have the time codes. You can click on those and jump to sections of the video because it is it's a really long show. How would you get through it otherwise? Look for the podcast. Join us tomorrow on Live Carrier Advice. 
Thursday Dispatching Live. Friday, that EV show with Scott Case is this Friday on Cars on the Move. And actually, that's going to be at 2 o'clock Central. We normally go live at noon. Be sure to subscribe to ATI Auto Business. Let us know how we can help you. You can send in an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com, as we used to be, autotransportintel. We still bring the intel but we're bringing the business. My name is Jay. I'm the host and founder. Thank you so much for joining us. Here comes the car hauler. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Peace out, everybody. Thank you very much.